On the whole, I feel like quiet. And they don't produce anything. No. Except numbers on screens. But anyway, weird. <laughs> oh, I didn't see him. Your beer's in the way. You actually like the leader of the movement. Probably need to, like, like lead. So the market has decided that I prefer cold beer over warm beer. You've got to know how the unwashed live. Distraction and division. He goes, I don't really watch the news. All I really watch is YouTube to figure out how to fix stuff on my bike. <laughs> I don't agree with your sources, Clarky, so I'm just going to say that... Um, it's been a bit of that. You know, 99% sure that last five minutes is getting cut out, but whatever. Why? On the whole, I feel like quiet. Quiet. What do you mean? Can, you, in quiet? can you turn me up on both fronts? Oh, right, so you need more. Oh, no, that's, so that's in, right. But so, yeah, just crank up my headphones. Headphones. Bras. Which mic are you two? You two. Sure? two. Two, 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 two. Yeah, good. Good. Look at it in the wiring job there. <laughs> it fucking works, doesn't it? <laughs> Why was you I doing that, stretch, Neil? I was just stretching my back out like this. It's like, oh. And uh, you've seen it work without the speed controller. It's a thing of beauty. It, it's like hey. If we, if we get two seasons out of the bearing in that thing, because it's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not rated to be spinning flat out. <laughs> not all the time. The only thing that's limiting it's it is like. the counterweight of the blades. Yeah, right. Yeah. Guys. Have you, can you see that? I can't, I can't hear you, Neil. Is yeah. that the dodgy mic? That normally, normally goes in two. Oh, does it? The dodgy one. Just try, is that good? No. Nah. Has you got the mic turned on? Is the mic turned on? How's that? Oh, <laughs> oh fucking, that's real good, eh? Hey? Oh, that old one. Can you fucking. turn my headphones up? <laughs> That's turn me up. Turn me up. <laughs> that's that's right, a little eh? that's a little bit better, Neil. Old flogger Gillum. Oh, check right this eh? out. Check this out, Neil. Show Ooh. Mick before, but check this Ooh. out. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, the door. We'll get that. In the I made them latching, so you can just turn them off. Oh, cool. And you've got like. Shut up, you're so annoying. <laughs> well, who's that? King Julian. Oh, right, eh? Um. <sighs> Stop freaking betraying! It's scared that guy on the internet. Biggest, biggest man. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> Better be. 3.6. Not great, not terrible. Very good. Cool and normal. Shit fuckery. Thanks for calling us. How can I help you? <laughs> Maybe the boron one as well. You didn't fucking see it. <laughs> it's not there. God, he plays that character well. He's such a cunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh dear, start calling Neil Diatlov actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old Clarky Diatlov. That um well, you've already got Chairman Mao over there. That so. book that uh, book on Chernobyl that I listened to was fucking really good and they said like that's basically who he was. Just a cunt. Just but like just so in the zone of being an arrogant cunt and being awesome at his job that he just didn't fucking just took no prisoners. Right. I'm awesome. Fucking you're a dumb cunt. Yep. Because they're all like nuclear fucking physicists or whatever the fuck they were. I need to do something about my microphone. This, um, what do you need to I, do? Well, I'm getting, uh, there's terrible obstruction. It's just not good. I know, I'm sort of thinking the same thing. Like, what are, what are, what are, what's going on here? Normally yeah, there'd be... I'm moving my mic, I'm not happy. There'd be room for this shit. I don't think I've... <laughs> it's what any the better. fuck's going on here? Yeah. Oh, Nick Diaz. So, that's just so much better. Marky, I do like what you've done. Ah, fuck. I just like this. Yeah, exactly. The fact, and the fact that it's now latching. Mm. That's, it depends what you're trying to achieve as well, isn't it? Like for a lot of people in those spheres, they're actually serving the need for marketing 
income and all that sort of bullshit where and everything every step of the way they get notched away and yeah, there's probably. no voice they're just commentators aren't they that's yeah. right what is this? Is this episode twenty-seven? Yes. No fucking yeah. way. It's off its head, isn't it? It is. Um, I think I'm ready to roll. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, just, yeah, get into it. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know it was a Hobart Cup today? Oh, no one cares. Right, cool. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the fucking what? The cup. Not How's this? Cup. Can we do like a, a live intro? I don't know. You know? Oh. Can so we? then you don't have to even edit. Fuck all. You just do a live intro. How good's that? Good. She's not yeah. picked a good song, didn't I? I picked it. Fuck off. I fucking did too. Get fucked. Get fucked, cunt. You didn't even know. You didn't even know that platform existed, Mike. You, you sent me a link and nah. said pick a song. And nah. to, to my none of my credit, the second nah. one I clicked on, I was like, that's a great song. Nah. I don't, I don't, what's Morrison's thing at the moment? Oh, I don't recall that. Yeah, I don't recall that. <laughs> it's an alternative fact. Yeah. I don't know. You've got a fucking alternative attitude. You're I'm not, shit. I'm not accepting that. No. <laughs> No, Michael, that's not how it happened. Um, what happened? Oh, fuck, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> We're going to be... Complete. I remember sending you the link and you went, you went, oh, my God, that's fucking off its head. To be honest, probably sounds likely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to claim one tiny thing that I can even remotely take credit for uh, here. But how good's that? You're not the, being, uh, you are betraying me. I, I am. I am, Michael. Did we just... Stop freaking betraying me! I'll, I'll do that. Where's well, that from? What is that from? Well, if you Google YouTube, World's Biggest Freak Out, right. there's a rich family and um, the older brother trolls the younger brother who's got some behavioural problems <laughs> on um, online games. Yeah. So oh. he'll join a server and then kill him on purpose. <laughs> and then just On his team. You did show it to me. Now and then his mum yeah, yeah. plants a camera in his brother's bedroom <laughs> and he goes in there and has like a fit and he looks like the T-1000 when... At the end of Terminator, where he falls in the lava or the molten steel, and um, ends up bro- jumping on his bed and he's trying to stuff the TV room over up his bum. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. He's committed. There's no two bob about that. He, he has a crack. Is that lady? No, she's in the pen. So it'll be a cat. Might even just be. Is it Sully? Might even just be Windy. I checked before. Oh, I thought it was Sully. Uh, Sully. Spewing. Thought it was going to be Sully. I thought I, was, I thought I knew him ran over. Our lady. friend. To be honest, ladies running next to me, it's like, hey, lady, and then ladies just like up the pace a bit and just went zoop. It's like, fuck. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't kill the, don't <laughs> kill the shed's I'm so, mascot. I'm sorry you're in that position because that wouldn't be a good feeling. Oh, well, I stopped and got out. Is that why Kelsey was calling you? Or Yeah, well, she yeah. came in. She goes, oh, fucking imagine how Neil would feel if she, <laughs> if he ran over lady. Well, yeah, it'd be atrocious. <laughs> but I'm, she's crafty and she's been alive this long. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I, nah, but I was yeah. certainly hoping for the best, but did I was your, preparing Did your cat words. turn back up? Nah. Oh, bugger. Full missing. Sorry to hear that, mate. I reckon the dead cat on the highway was our cat. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. really cool. It's pretty shit, but I'm going to basically do a bit of a chat about foreign aid and the research I've been doing is off that book there in the video, which Oi. is Island uh, off the coast of Asia, Clinton Fernandez. Good lad, professor, I think it's at, where is he? Professor at Monash University, I think. But the reason why I wanted to talk about foreign aid is because with, like, obviously the bushfires we've had this summer, the standard, um, when there is any sort of natural disaster in Australia, the standard rhetoric comes out in, oh, well, why are we giving out foreign aid and we should be helping farmers or people in floods or people in hurricanes or fires or whatever, and... I think the perception out there is that foreign aid 
is money that our government gives to another uh, foreign government and they then use that money to help people that are less fortunate than ourselves with uh, food, shelter, clean drinking water, education and things of that nature. That's not what foreign aid's used for predominantly um, and it couldn't be further from the truth. So I sort of thought back to when I was probably first exposed to foreign aid as a kid and it was in the uh, mid to late 80s, I would have thought, at school. So there was a famine in Ethiopia and we used to get these cardboard money boxes and did the deal was you'd fill them up with your loose change and you'd go door knocking and, oh, can you please give me some money for my money box? And then you'd bring it back in school. They'd ship it over and, you know, there'd be heaps of nice pictures of kids um, getting some food and all the rest of it and a bit of support. So that predominantly, I think, has shaped probably my generation's um, idea of what actually foreign aid is. And when you look at the foreign aid budget, it's not really that big. It's in, you know... not sure how many billion it is. It's a few billion. Mm. but um, Generally a percentage of GDP. In yeah, that so that's thing. generally how they measure a lot of this shit. So how much money should you spend on defence? Oh, well, it's a percentage of fucking GDP or your budget or whatever. Um, Which is a crap measurement of every, anything because it yeah. doesn't really tell the story about how people are going. No, it doesn't, doesn't tell any of that. how so much shit you've, um, you've I thought. How much crap have you got in your country? Yeah. Oh, you're good GDP. You're a good one. How yeah. much crap do you produce? That's, that's <laughs> How much and, shit um, you got on it? You're good. The finance industry, I think, is included in GDP, it is, isn't it? Which is bizarre. And yeah. they don't yeah. produce anything. No. Except numbers on screens. But anyway, weird. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about foreign aid. I'm going to read a bit of an extract out of Chapter 10 in his book, which is, is about that. Just to give people a bit of an idea, and we can talk about this afterwards, because this is this extract I'm going to read is just a tiny part of what foreign aid is used for. It's not the whole thing. But basically what happened in the Asian financial crisis is Indonesia's currency got devalued by 81%, which is fucking fair bit. So that meant that banks and financial institutions that had invested money in that country lost a fucking shitload of money. So what Australia did with um, and the IMF is Australia bought $390 million worth of debt as part of its foreign aid right. package to Indonesia. So Sounds I'd, generous. So I'd suggest buying $390 million worth of debt isn't really helping the poor digger on the street in no. Indonesia. But anyway... Before, before you get into that, can I just yep. ask a fucking question? You can. If Indonesia's currency lost 81% of its value, mm-hmm. how did that system support it being 81% overvalued technically? So, so the, Suharto, how- the Suharto government was basically a dictatorship. Sure. And the investments that were made at that point in time were basically, it's not what you know, it's who you know and whatever. So then when that sham sort of fell apart through the Asian financial crisis, that's when all the devaluing happened. It's pretty impressive that the market system allows... A whole country's currency to be valued wrong. Yeah, when yeah. so many people rely on it and think it's rigid dig. Yeah, Peter Joseph put a great tweet up about talking about the markets breaking through barriers, and so did Richard Miles this morning on Insiders. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'll um, sorry, Clay. I'll, I'll read this, and we might edit some of it out. It is some of it is a bit dry, but I think there's some really good points that are made. So go for it. Australian rescheduled a total of three hundred and ninety million dollars US in Indonesian bilateral debt. 
Through its foreign aid program, it provided funds to help the Indonesian government undertake bank restructuring and reform via a privatisation program for state banks, all part of the broader aim of more liberal economic and financial regime in the region. According to figures supplied by the Australian Agency for International Development to the Australian Parliament, Indonesia was required to repay these loans at the expense of spending on basic services and development. The development budget has been cut for four years in a row. The effect of this was brought out in evidence to the Parliament in 2003 by Jubilee Australia, a civil society research and advocacy group. It noted that Indonesia spends over five times as much every year on servicing debt as it does on its health budget and its education budget together. This in a country where 55% of the people exist on less than $2 a day. In light of the earlier discussion of the 1980s debt crisis, which is when I talked about when they, their currency lost its value, uh, the role of the IMF and the World Bank, some points require emphasis here. First, the Suharto re regime excluded the Indonesian public from the political system while its elite contacts engaged in risks, risky practices that caused financial crisis. Second, the foreign banks that lent money to Indonesian elites under this system were well aware of the public's exclusion. In fact, they relied on the regime's political and economic dominance backed by its military force to ensure a stable environment for their lending. So that's pretty fucking, that's a pertinent point. Mm. Third, the Indonesian people were required to shoulder the burden of repayment by weakening their access to health and education. Therefore, the Australian government and the IMF were not really helping Indonesia recover from the financial crisis, but were helping international banks recover from their bad loans by taking them over and seeking repayment from the Indonesian public. Crazy, in isn't it? This is all in the guise of foreign aid. Mm. Indonesia's debt is therefore not a purely economic question, but an ideological one too. Lenders ordinarily take risks in lending and receive interest payments in return. Borrowers are required to pay their loans back and forfeit their assets if they cannot. If this principle of free market capitalism theory were to apply to the Asian financial crisis then banks would have had to seek repayment directly from the accounts of the elites who negotiated with them. But this did not occur. The concept of the odious debt is relevant here. Where the United States invaded Cuba in 1898, it cancelled Cuba's debt to Spain on the grounds that the debt was invalid since it had been imposed on the people of Cuba without their consent. Odious debt is recognised within international law under US initiative. Odious debt is not about forgiving the debt, but about refusing to concede that the Indonesian people incurred the debt in the first place. That's right. It's so that's that's paraphrase a, that. That's a bit yeah. of an extract in there. So basically, what happened is the foreign aid was the U.S. Gov the sorry the Australian government bought three hundred ninety million dollars worth of Indonesia's debt. Mm -hmm. Off the back of that, they then recoup fucking heaps of interest. So mm. you can see that. The amount of interest that they, the Indonesian government has to pay back is basically uh, crippling the education and health system in that country. So 
we're led to believe that, oh, foreign aid, well, the foreign aid was bullshit. It was buying bad debt and making money from it. In a sense, that is that foreign aid is actually propping up Australia's like, consolidated revenue. It's like a we're credit, making a profit off their bad fortune. It's almost like a credit default swap. Mm. And we hear foreign aid and people are out there saying, oh, foreign aid, we need to look after the people in our own backyard before we start looking after people in other countries. It's... That is the thin end of the wedge of where foreign aid money goes to. And that's only one example of a heap of different other examples where it's used in other ways. But generally, it is fuck all to do with helping less fortunate people in other countries. Mm. And it's to do with things like making sure that the uh, capitalists that want to invest money in these regions can do so as low a risk as possible. It's fuck all to do with feeding a uh, kid who may be hungry or giving someone an education or access to clean drinking water. And the reason why... Or the um, opposite type of investment where they put money into the countries to deliberately disrupt and create bad conditions for investment so the country just goes into demise and then they just... (coughs) Coronavirus. Would be one of the conspiracy theories go around that. But yeah, essentially what you're saying there is um, it's good for only a certain number of people, isn't it, basically? Yeah, and I think... Mm. um, uh, when I think about, like I said before, about where did my impression of what foreign aid come from, um, it was basically from the education system here in Australia, mm. but it's completely skewed and it's not. It's completely incorrect and there's so much ignorance out there about how some of our foreign policy works and what it actually is intended to do, where the distraction, it's there's no one co- correcting the record. So when there's, you think about politicians and they're talking about foreign aid, they're all still playing the game as well. Absolutely. So they should be coming out and saying when someone bags out um, foreign aid during the bushfire crisis, going, no, well, foreign aid doesn't mean we're helping poor people in another country. I think because... This is what it means. So, you yeah. know, just back off on the foreign aid because that means me mate who's a billionaire, you know, you could be putting his investments at risk. Settle down. And I think because a lot of the time they bank on that, um, notion of goodwill, don't they? They sort of, you know, make a pledge. I don't know, like the um, Boxing Day tsunami and and that sort of thing. You know, it's like a it's sort of a, a goodwill gesture. But I'm suspecting, in line with that sort of a a case or that argument, is that yeah, sure, it, there's a bit going to help rebuilding and so on. But again, it's for the for the purpose of creating a good space for economic activity more so than and that's <laughs> allowing people access to good drinking water or And, and what, ha- what happens when you scale that right up and put it on steroids? You've got, like, US imperialism and the war in Iraq and Halliburton yeah. and that's getting carved out this space in a fuck country to rebuild it through, you know, billions, tens of billions of dollars contract and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yep. and I, I think, um, like... I was pretty ignorant to what foreign aid was um, until a few years ago when I heard Dan Carwin, who runs a, a potty called Hardcore History, he, I can't remember what, what the podcast was about, but he was saying how the US military has some process where when they're going to go and do a certain thing, where they have to get in the opinion of a civilian. And because he was like an amateur historian and journalist and whatever, they said, oh, well, he'd be a good candidate to come and sit in on this thing. Mm. They spoke about whatever it was, but then he said like 90% of the meeting was about procurement and sales of arms. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was fuck all to do. It was all to do with um, who we're selling arms to. We can't let Russia fucking get, in, get into our market and yeah, sell yeah. tanks. We need to be the ones selling tanks and, oh, spare parts and all this sort of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> All on the guise of, like, oh, it's foreign aid. Like, 
Well, right. and even even this example, one thing I don't know if you just mentioned it then when you were sort of paraphrasing it, but the fact that the, one of the conditions that the IMF and Australia imposed was that the state-run banks were to be privatised. Yeah, so <laughs> do deregulate the banking sector, yeah. um, you know, to be to enable investment yeah, from outside and any, into their any, finance system. Any, any money made from the financial system doesn't benefit the average punter. It, it gets no. shuffled offshore, which is a problem we know all too well in Australia, and isn't it? Yeah. Clearly, Suharto was fucking a not grub, a good, yep. but it's not about him. It's about the people of Indonesia that mm. are now missing out on um, a better a standard of uh, education and healthcare because they're now paying off debts to the IMF and to Australia. That's right. Socialise the With costs interest, once again. yeah. So, mm. you know, capitalists take all the risk, but then um, society and community pay all the debt. Mm. So it's, you know, it's, it's fucking putrid. It's so the same old story, isn't it? We're <laughs> sort of, um, you know, circling back towards what we've been doing recently where when you think about the rhetoric and things, I suppose... I don't know whether you want to call it smirch or whatever you want to call it, but the misuse of language, like we said before, with ensuring integrity and proper use of worker entitlements and what these things actually sound like, they instantly give, if you're not willing to have a look at them, they in- instantly give you an impression of something that's, to be honest, I think is misleading. And foreign aid falls into that category, in my opinion. Mm. It deliberately, mislead- deliberately misleading, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. With that scenario that you've talked about with um, Indonesia, that's really common not just in Asia but in Africa and South America and basically anywhere that's not a yep. not a what sort of country, Neil? Like where not a rich pat- country. Is there a pattern here? <laughs> um, but anyway, like they're tagged and we see a lot of people on social media get sucked into this as well, basically thinking that developing countries are there because they're uh, not as advanced, not as clever, not as fucking, you know their genes aren't as good, whatever, they're developing and they're not going to be a first world country because they are saddled with these fucked arrangements from foreign and international banks. And when you're stuck paying, just paying off the interest on a loan, no wonder they can't fucking do anything in developing mm. first world sense because all their coins going towards fucking paying the finance. It's just nonsense. Well, that's pretty much... Um, it's like a payday <laughs> loan. It's fucked up. It is. Well, this case is different because it's come out of the concept of crisis and there's been a, an intervention and, and all the rest of it but um a financial a lot crisis of it, that was man-made by a fucking financial yeah yeah but the system basically got a, got it got out of control it, it wasn't regulating it itself or holding having any sort of restraint with, with our Just, glossary of terms maybe we should say that when you hear the term developing country you might say country with fucking western boots on the back of its head struggling to pay its bills country yeah and some of them are like especially the, the african countries were deliberately all, impoverished country instead yeah, of developing country and they they were liberated from their um colonial masters you know you think of the congo and jamaica and these sort of places they were given independence so they were they were the country was given their independence from whoever the colonial power was whether it was the belgians the um the British, the French, but in that process, they've gone, well, over the last hundred years, we've been running this place and we've built roads, we've built infrastructure, blah, 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 and we've spent probably about this much money. You owe us some, some dollars and here's right. the interest rate. And like you're just saying, then they, it's a debt that they can't, they can't escape from. It's like they, they uh, through some sort of turmoil, they craft a situation where they go, oh, look, we've... We've delivered free and open elections and democracy for this country. Like we've heard this for decades, right? Yeah. I don't well, mean to no. pl- 
<laughs> sure, it is cool and normal. And I, I don't mean to harp on that stereotype, but it is. They've been saying that forever. But then, magically, some shitbag right-wing government gets put in by the West. Yep. It's only, they only celebrate democracy when it looks like their right-wing mates are going to get in. Mm-hmm. And then what's the first thing they do? They privatise. They, set, they sign these big fucking loans that they can't pay off. Yep. Job done. So I think that's the real trigger word when you hear the West say, oh, there's, you know, there's a really good move towards democracy in this country. We should just go fucking poor buggers. You know, now yeah, yeah. we've got to put our shoulder to the wheel and root for them sort of thing. Wasn't it? Was it you that put up a post? Was it the uh, US geologist looking for oil? Was that the one? <laughs> that was a good name. <laughs> that was a very good name. There's a, se- a, lot, of, a lot in that series of um, it just US troops. It makes me um, think about Thomas Sankara. You know, that's exact, that exact scenario, he was trying to break free of that and saying to, you know, people in Africa of, like, this is ridiculous. Like, we've, we've got this debt that we shouldn't have. Basically, imperial forces have come over here, raped and pillaged our natural resources, oppressed our people. They've now given us our independence. But that came at a price of paying, you know, just oppressive interest. Or a hundred, you know, hundreds of thousands ridiculous. of lives in a... You know, a bloody conflict. Yeah, yep. well, so many people have died through this process. It's just um, horrendous. And my pals over at Sky News on Facebook, um, <laughs> some I mean, like a new hobby of mine is to comment on Sky News, Sky trolling, and <laughs> it be is a troll. It's good fun. It takes it, t- it takes a wind out of you, but it's good fun. But, sky, sky trolling. But I'd just be like a complete smartass in a satirical sense. Um, and sarcastic, and it's quite it's quite um, enjoyable. But uh, the things you do, sa- sarcasm <laughs> isn't a tradable commodity, mate. They don't have a oh, sense of humour. It's, no, it's, no, right. it's a beautiful thing. There's no profit margin there. That's, some yeah. one of the clowns on there um, was saying about how you know the death toll of um, communism and so on and so forth. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Uh, and I went, oh yeah, because no one's died from structural violence ever. And then he went on some rant about fucking I don't know Ben Shapiro or. No, Peters, Jordan Peterson, Peterson he come, runs think, that one all the time. I think he may have come up and, you know, oh, no, and whatever. It's like, mm. can't. if you Death tolls, like, you're way in front. Like, way, Miles. way in front. Like, yep. And they, all, they always like to bring out communist Russia and especially um, around Stalin's time. And there's no doubt that he was just a psycho and um, killed millions of people. Yeah, cool. Yep. Well, not, no one's denying that. but That wasn't socialism. I don't, I, I don't think sitting on the left means that I endorse what they did in Russia. I'm like, who the fuck would endorse that shit? It's lunacy. Lun- mm. um, but they love pulling that card. But um, going off on some mad tangents, good. <laughs> I've got an interesting point to I listened to an interesting piece about why the USSR was the way it was for, you know, most of the 20th century. Yeah. Mm. Very fucking interesting. Very interesting and in what is not told through history. Are we going down that route? No, oh, no right. but it let me just mark that right. in time. Right. Yep. Look You'll at that. Back I'll, to that. <laughs> I'll bookmark that one. But anyway, so yeah, trolling those um, Sky News as much fun. But to be honest... The reason why I actually started reading like a lot of the comments, so you'd re- you'd listen to Neil's mate Peter, she'd carry on a bit and then say some outrageous shit and then you'd start reading all the comments and whatever and do the same on the IPA's Facebook page as well is because I think it's important 
to get perspective from the other side of the fence, so to speak. So we get caught in this bubble of thinking like-mindedly. We talk to people that have the same ideology that you have, think that you're pretty righteous in your views and whatever, and think, well, that's common sense to me. It's a no-brainer. That's how other people should think. Mm. Federal election. But the trap is... Australia Day, Anzac Day. And the trap that I've found is that if... The way that I think about a certain thing and take um, the old sports rorts thing, like for me, I'm like, it's clearly obviously that they pork-barreled the fuck out of this and they didn't go through the proper process. Does Labor do the same thing? Yeah, they pork-barrel. All politicians pork-barrel, but it was about the process and not going through the proper process and all the rest of it. So to be, it was pretty, excuse me, it was, it was pretty obvious about what had happened and why it was a bad thing and it shouldn't happen. But then you go over on some of these other pages like the IPA and Sky News and people have the exact opposite mm. point of view. Yep. Oh, this is nothing. It's complete bullshit. They all do it. She's done nothing wrong. Um, it's, it's Labor's fault. Um, that came up a fair bit. Well, she probably did less wrong than Morrison did, to be honest, in the fact that uh, with regards to a, a, a process where you're looking, you know, you're dishing out sports grants and so on, that's fine and that you know, you, you put it out there that there's this grant program. People who are eligible will put a, a, a tender. They put their thing in and that's done. But with this particular one was the high number of referrals coming through the PM's office direct to the, the department. So that just doesn't happen. Like, and, and then 90 over 95% of all the grants ended up in marginal or liberal seats. Yeah, like speaking to that's Alina what today... Pork, her pork barrelling actually is. Yeah, yeah. So her, her experience in the, the government, she can't ever remember... In any sort of grants thing, having um, a divvy up based on who's ha- or having having them come, from, yeah, having them come from anywhere else other than from the bodies who are seeking the funding, and um, you know she was sort of saying, well, if she was to get a, an application land on her desk and someone her manager to go, that's from the PM's office. It doesn't need to be said that that one has to be <laughs> that has to yeah, go through you know about, like, yep. it's sort of it's sort of just yeah it's implied without actually saying it specifically cool and normal <laughs> so um uh, you want to go any more on that one uh no because i had uh, a question for you clark it's just um it's just that i think it's really important that our listeners do seek out the alternative views yep. and don't get caught in that bubble because you can, like Mick mentioned just before then, like the election. Like everyone thought the election was in the bag. Probably Everyone yeah, that we know probably the election in the bag. Yeah, yeah. probably, you know, that they weren't actually listening or seeking an alternative view to see where, where that was going. And especially with Facebook, they just pile on all the shit that you want to look at. So if you're not actually looking for the alternative view, you can sort of get a bit of a skewed view of what's going on in the world and how people think. I agree, mate. So uh, if I'd, in, I'd just say to everyone, do yourself a favour, go and visit the IPA and the uh, Sky News Facebook page. Um, you'll probably hate me for it once you've done it, but it's important that you understand. You've got to know how the unwashed live. That's it. <laughs> it does diminish your um, your hope for us as uh, humanity as, as a general sort of concept. So, I think so uh, much uh, thinly veiled hatred, though, mm, because all yep. their all their angles, politics, and policies are based on righting a wrong. And the wrong is a group, usually a group of people or a thing that a group of people rely on. So it's really fucking, um, it's not good. It's, no. it's fucking ugly stuff is mm. right wing, uh, you know, 
right wing politics. Yep, it's individual. It's based in individualism a lot of the time, isn't yeah. it? And not and not for the many. And scarcity again. Scarcity comes back all the time. You can always pull it back, can't you? To scarcity. So uh, is that your warm up done, Clarky? <laughs> Welcome to episode twenty seven <laughs> in the shed. Clarky's just done his warm up. That'll all get edited out. <laughs> What is it, Mick? Episode 27. Hello, everyone. Hey, oh, oh. Welcome back. Oh, sorry. I forgot we're actually halfway through the episode. We are halfway through. <laughs> G'day, blokes. <laughs> I actually don't think that's a bad way of going. So before we all just get back into it's a warm tangent up. mode, yep. Clarky's just gone bang. Yeah. Well, there you go. Laying, <laughs> it, laying it down. Nah, that's good. good. It's like fantastic. a pro in the shed. Fantastic. For your listening pleasure. I'm that pleasured right now with this my is, listening. This sounds should be pleasurable to you all, too. Well, except, can I, I just fucking say... <laughs> I was going to jump in there as well, but you go. I, just go, have, go I have to. Um, I was saying to the boys before, I've been trying to trim down a little bit and lose a few kegs because it was getting a little bit out, out of the hand and did do pretty well over the New Year's break, blowing out. And uh, if you do want to discourage yourself from drinking alcohol, get on Great Northern. It is <laughs> fucking terrible. It is fizzy water with a hint of beer. And it is an absolute inspiration to cut back on beer. They're like an anti-sponsor of the show, Jeez. is that right? <laughs> How's your great northern, Clarky? Mine's an, terrible. That's an outrageous <laughs> allegation. I thought I'll change it up from 4X because that's not the most interesting thing on earth. I like 4X. Then on the great northern went, yeah, this is not great. There's a fair bit of water in there. It, it is. That beer doesn't actually, seem cold for some reason. Very hydrating. Whereabouts in the fridge did you get that from, Neil? Oh, that might have been... From the box. There was a... a uh, a migrant from the table back to the fridge. Oh, I reckon you've, uh, you've given me a warm beer. Do you want me to put oh, that in a warm, great freezer? northern. Just, just do better. You are the hardest man in Australia if you go through that. I'll try to do better, but not as not as well as your things. not great, not terrible. Not as well as your Tesla portfolio, Clarky. Tesla that got a bit of a bump during the week. Did it really? Yeah, you didn't see that. No, I didn't. How's the living going? Have they taken over another poor country that has heaps of natural resources they need? Or but this is Boris Johnson, your mate. Oh, oh Boris! Oh, he's Boris. A, he's, he's a good count. He's um, he's gone where the right have have yet to go anywhere else in the world, and said he's going to outlaw right. um, electric vehicles in the UK by twenty thirty five. What straight outlaw? away? The next thing that happens, you know, what? Remember when? Remember when? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like not, not there will be no combustion they're, engines on the road, right? They're going to take our utes. So what happens? So we, <laughs> they're going to take our utes. They're going to. So you had Bolivia. What happened? The share price went from one fifty. Bolivia gets the coup. Got a bit of a bounce. Bit of they got their eagles. They got their freedom. Yep. Tesla shares went oh. from one fifty to two three hundred. At close of business on Friday, it was up around seven hundred bucks a share. Oh. Wow! It's so, it sort of just th- this late stage capitalism and green thing. Green. Yep. It sort of um. It sort of shows you where ultimately the politics and the ideology is rooted in finance because oh, yes. A right wing Trump would be, you know, t- turning in his fake tan booth about that. He'd be having a bad time because right wingers are saying climate change doesn't exist. Mm. Fuck electric vehicles. Yep. But ultimately, they are more beholden to their masters in the the money industry, and Absolutely. they did it, basically. That is just a fucking chest, a fifty meter pass low on the chest. On Straight the away. It's yeah, just, yeah. There you go, mate. Yep. Don't say we don't look after you. That's what Boris has done to the uh, EV industry. Yep. And they I just anyway. And this is what they've been doing in the background ever since. Because completely contrary they, to right politics. Absolutely, absolutely. But while 
you know, this, we're talking about green capitalism and all this sort of mm. stuff. This is the thing. We can transition to a more uh, socially beneficial form of energy and producing energy and all the rest, of it, but there's no point if it's privatised. And Tesla is the first uh, really big example of, of where that sort of thing's most likely going to head in the future. You know, we've had, we've had a coup already in Bolivia. We've, we've now got Tesla shares going through the roof and... It's, it's yeah, essentially all about making a buck on our transition from from fossil fuels into uh, other forms of alternative energy. Just and just a note to um, some of our friends may yet not be connected with in the green movement, who are um, extremely agitated about climate change and these sorts of things. And I agree, but when you don't treat it as a symptom of late stage capitalism. All you're really walking us towards, please fucking slow down. All you're doing is walking us along a road where rich and upper middle class people will have comfortable modes of transport. They'll have, uh, they'll feel morally superior and shareholders will do well. There will yep. be no other fucking practical change to this planet and it'll be all for fucking nothing if that connection is not made. And it's pissing me off every, more and more every day, I've got to be honest. It, no, it's, yep. same, it's exactly Agreed. the same with the coronavirus. We've got this fucking... Oh, that was mine. Oh, was it? Mm. Oh, oh, I can... look at all those circles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see them. Your beer's in the way. <laughs> the one, the oh, thing that, fuck me beer. The thing that fucks me on all that side of things is that it's... We've got people dying every day in the world. Like, a lot of people die. 30,000 kids die of hunger and preventable diseases every Malnutrition. Day. Yep, perfect. Right, so that is not a problem in the same space because in this particular case, coronavirus is indiscriminate. You could be rich. Shit, we should worry about that then. Exactly. And this is how the priorities get sorted and it fucking drives me fucking nuts. I know it's a you can go down a multiple tangents of where a few conspiracy theory pages are going with this and a lot of them no, have got some, some I merit. I don't even think it's um I don't even think it's that much. When you break it down to a societal view of how we think it's just an obvious outcome. Like it's just statistically bullshit. Why we would worry about that and other other things? But that, I'll, that part I'll have it, a bit absolutely. more of a stab if um, later on, if everyone's fucking yeah, agreeable no. to a slot, we'll go for it now. If you oh, want. Right. while we're on topic, just, before, yeah, yeah. just yeah. before we do that, Neil mentioned Eagles and Freedom um, <laughs> so much before. Yep. And I just want to give a shout out to this fucking grub cunt. Uh, Murray James Sylvester Don't who, like you Murray Who poisoned 420 fucking wedge-tailed eagles in Gippsland Yeah, that was, yeah So What with the wind turbine? No, no. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I thought they killed all No, no, no With fucking So oh, you're, still, you're still shit, Murray So he's um, No one likes you He runs like a It must be like a fucking um, sheep farm Yeah And eagles must be like I don't know, fucking killing a few lambs here and there or whatever So his boss instructed him to do this thing so he went out and did it, um, and his boss gave him fucking the thumbs up and said, fucking did a good job. But I'm not sure who busted him, but someone, it was on the Save, Save the Bees Australia page. And, yeah, just wanted to give him a shout-out, you fucking grub can't hope you die in hell. <laughs> Murray, give yourself a triple. Motivated purely by, again, you know, the need profit. to make profit off. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. <laughs> not good. Jesus Christ. Not good. Should be our national animal, that one, actually, too, the wedge-tailed eagle. It's good. That's our that's our eagle, so yeah. much better than the bald eagle, I reckon. Oh, so be, much better. Just to be a bit patriotic, because that's that's <laughs> how I am. So much better. Yeah, all that <laughs> good, except under wind turbines. Not so good. Nothing. I think anything. If you were flying towards a wind turbine, I don't think you'd come off Spewing. real good either. Yeah. Spewing things into the atmosphere. <laughs> 
Oh, fumes. Just, so many a, fumes. It's a bird graveyard under yeah. there. That was episode 26, wasn't it? Trump's oh, yeah. rant about... I think it was. <laughs> I still haven't come to terms with that. What did he say? But let's, he, can I, can I yeah. propose a, oh, some, a, a bit of a direction? I know it's funny as fuck, right, yep. to, to put shit on it. But for every jewel of energy that we waste and every breath of oxygen that we waste on Trump, yep. we're entirely missing the fucking point. All every time. Yep. And it's... Um, yep. And that's a good rabbit hole. Just going to stop you there for one second. <gasps> Only reason because is fucking... Did you see how Trump's gone on? Our landmines are a good thing now. Yeah. Uh, He's lifted the moneytorium, hasn't it? He's, Australia, America can now produce landmines for sale. Oh, or yeah. Something like that, something yep. along those lines. Yeah. Yep. But Mick, go back to where you were going to go because it was a fucking great point you were about to make. <laughs> well, fuck, I can't remember. I we're could <laughs> now. Look, Clarky, you fucking <laughs> built me up here, mate. Um, let me let myself down gently and say, <laughs> What's, I don't know. Coronavirus? <laughs> make me sound smart and make my point for me because I don't know what the fuck I was going So basically where Mick was going. Oh, yeah. Um, Trump is the, really the, the symptom and the guaranteed product yep. of, and a huge distraction away, mm. deliberately so, of the real fucking party in town, which is discussing the system. And for anyone that's paying any attention to... US politics, which is sort of got to because we follow it along like a fucking bad smell in Australia and we're going towards it at warp speed, mm. is uh, the Democratic Party over there, which is loosely a left... Uh, sorry, it's not a right-wing party. It's not... What would you say? There's Labor and Liberal in Australia. There's the equivalent of Labor in the US are the Democrats, yep. Yep. but they are absolute fucking um, corporatised fucking grade-A nonsense and what they are trying to do to Bernie Sanders, you would uh, basically, you need to just read 1984 again. Mm. George Hall's for 1984 because it's bad fucking juju. They're stitching him up left, right and centre. It is absolute full-blown democracy for sale on uh, in plain sight. It's horrendous. It's, it's almost... That, that's, <laughs> there is a fair bit of that going on. It's, it's almost like they would be... <clears throat> they'd rather lose the election to Trump than Bernie Sanders to win. 100%. Yeah. Because it's all about the, the party and their ethos, which is hugely corporatised over there. Um, it's fucking ugly. But the, the bullshit that's been going on is horrendous. Mm. Yeah, what was, the, what was the name of the company, the private company that was doing Sh- the app? Shadow. 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 <laughs> who did, who, did who organised the voting? <laughs> Fancy privatising the equivalent. What's the equivalent of the Australian Electrical Commission? Imagine if that was privatised. <laughs> what a slippery slope. It, yeah. And then each party just fucking invites their dodgy... Third, um, third party, because you have a contractor involved there, obviously. Their dodgy <laughs> corporate mates. They just invite them in and go, oh, you don't reckon you could stitch us up with an app that's... Uh, Password only and crashes at fucking interesting times. That's cool and normal. <laughs> Extremely cool and normal. And what would you call a company like that, Mick? Probably not Shadow. No, and even, <laughs> even, something a little less dodgy. Let's let's wind the clock back to Abbott years, right? Uh, you had two. Uh, there were two particular ones, and I'll never forget because I was uh, astounded and a little bit fucking um, impressed by how shifty the libs were at that point. They got found with. Uh, there were two fundraising bodies that were found out around that time. One was called parakelia, which is the most nothing word in the world. Doesn't mean anything, right? Mm. It's just a word. Yep. Shell company, you could leave it sitting there forever. And the other one was called 8 by 5 Another there was, That was wow. another fundraising type um, yep. slush fund debacle. 
That's exactly what you would do if you didn't want to. If you're running like a shell company and slushing money through a political party, <laughs> wouldn't you call it a nothing thing rather yeah, than fucking Cloak and Dagger Incorporated yeah. and fucking MI5 hiding in the shadows? What's the one called Spectre on the James? Yeah. I thought it was called Spectre. That's like some James Bond shit. Shadow. But um, let's weaken regulations. Anyway, guess what else? For all your propaganda. What else? Needs. Guess what else? What Cor- else? Coronavirus. Yeah, back Corona. there, good. What yep. do we know from what do we know from coronavirus in Australia? Don't eat bats. Uh, the, probably uh, wouldn't be my first option. <laughs> it's um, a respiratory type thing. But it's, it gets to the same question. I don't think anything matters. You can eat. A, Australians wouldn't give a fuck about eating bats, about eating ass, about eating shit, <laughs> fermented piss. I don't think anyone would care as long as it's not foreign. Any of those things. Ah, yes. Uh, That was Daily Telegraph's front page, wasn't it? What has shown us Mm. is dying of the flu is much more likely to an Australian that's already susceptible to that sort of disease. Yep. But people are only scared of something if it comes from another country. And it has shown how fucking superficially and just below the surface how much racism actually exists in Australia by how fired up people are about coronavirus. And le- they, coronavirus. Let me tell you why. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Neither am I. And because around the world each year, 500,000 people, the WHO will tell you, up to 500,000 people die of the flu each year. And that is mainly made up of people that are um, susceptible to it because of age, so young, the old, and people that have got respiratory illness already, right? Shitloads of people die of the flu. And every year in Australia, it's the start of winter, oh, it's going to be a killer flu season and mm. everyone fucking carries on. And just getting on that point, Mick, the last time I had the flu, like the full-on flu, was about 20 years ago and um, my daughter had just been born and we went... Uh, to Melbourne to visit their rallies and both my wife and myself caught the flu. So I was about 20, for, it would have been 24, 25 at the time, pretty fit, Yep, uh, pretty fit at that time and it fucking came me for about three weeks. If you're old and struggling with your health, like it fuck, it's no or wonder that shit kills people. Infant mm. or newborn or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Sure. So there's no de- denying that, I'm not saying that don't worry at all about influenza type Illnesses, yeah, yeah, but let's do the math. Yep, five hundred thousand people around the world. Everyone's losing their shit. We'll get to the cloak and dagger and the our tinfoil hat aspect on it in a minute. But if you just do the basic maths, we've been banging on about coronavirus and it's fucking disrupted. God knows how many people's lives in Australia and abroad. Say for say a month. Let's just round it off and say yep. a month, right? Yep. Um, so around five hundred people depending on what news you look at, 500 people have died from coronavirus so far. It's a percent. 1% of the people that die worldwide of the flu have died from coronavirus. Right. So... uh, (laughs) uh, Where's the the fucking share market crash about the flu? Where's the travel bans about the flu? Where's the quarantine about the flu? That's right. And this is where it goes to the fact that I saw a fucking amazing post from a bloke who put up three very basic points. Here we go. Um, So at the turn of the century, what was the biggest thing in the world and we've been at war about for 20 years? Terrorism. That's killed, depending on your opinion, three three Australians um, in that time. Robo-debt, which is a government policy whereby they wrote an algorithm and used a supercomputer to ring people on welfare and threaten them with fines and cut of payments if they didn't pay up and also 
got a lot of that wrong, which stressed the fuck out of people, and it's believed to have led to up to 2,000 deaths. Yep. No one has died from coronavirus. But those three things, think about how massively fucking skewed everyone's opinion and time was spent focusing on those things. You can sort of tell what are the foreign threats perceived by white Australians in this country and we absolutely shit our nappies yeah. when there's perceived to be a foreign threat. So it's it's to the us. old yellow peril. It's, it's pulling out the ethnocentric position that well, Australia could, always falls back I, into. It wouldn't matter if it... I think actually... Um, I believe that the level of racism that exists within Australia, if it was from somewhere like Africa, then it'd be even worse. That's my view. But China, fucking bad enough to a lot of people. The other angle to that is you could even say, given that if you explain the basic maths, I think most reasonable people would say, well, fuck, you know, 500,000 people are going to die of the flu, then another 500 dying from a different strain. It's not worth fucking doing cartwheels for a month about You've sort of got to wonder how uh, this has stayed bubbling away, top of the news cycle for a whole month. <clears throat> there is always a fit. Like to give it some legitimacy, it's, it's new and it, it's, a, so it's a new strain. So there's always concern with something that's new is that it reaches pandemic level. So human to human interaction and so on. You know, there's there's very little that stops the transmission. That's same as the flu. Sa- same as the flu. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it is the flu. Yeah, a, a form right. of, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's got a harder outer shell, which is why they call it corona, because it looks like a crown or something like that. So it's, it's a bit more resistant on some levels. It's just not more, as prevalent. So there is some concern within health authorities. They're always concerned about new pandemics and will this generation see a plague and all this sort of stuff. It's, um, uh, yeah, it, this is where you start to get into the area of how far do you want to push a conspiracy theory and... The other threat of biological warfare, and they've always looked at biological warfare for you know things like gases or you know the Vietnam removing all the um, vegetation, Agent Orange, all that sort of stuff. But one that comes in the form of what looks like a common cold would be you know we're getting into the area of ultimate biological warfare in a sense, and that's one conspiracy theory where they're sort of people in certain chat rooms are sort of pushing that quite hard as a means of of war and a means of disrupting trade negotiations and all that sort of stuff it's small and it's not mainstream but it's part of the discussion i suppose well it's Mm. when you consider what's previously happened in world history the sad fact is that that is uh a likely scenario so i'm not saying that is the case but people will potentially look at that because yeah sure Governments would do those things. Yes. If so the fact that we know governments would go and do it gets us to ask the question, oh, is this a fucking biological warfare against China or yeah. whatever it may be? Whereas if history wasn't littered with false flags and starting wars over lies and, and the amount of people that have died in proxy wars and World War One and Two and everything or else. The, the evidence of governments actually launching biological weapons on their own people as yeah. opposed to foreign yeah. countries. So it's, it's not like it hasn't happened before. No, well, Australia dropped a, a nuclear, did, tested a nuclear bomb in the desert of South Australia when there was an Indigenous population of 5,000 people in the area which who got incredibly sick. Some went blind, all the rest of it. So it's not an uncommon thing in Australia, but it is essentially a distraction. Whilst it's possible, I think the hysteria, which is sort of probably mixed point, that it is that, it's, uh, that goes with it is the fact that 
is that threat. It will hit you potentially if you've got money just as much as it could potentially hit, hit you if you're poor and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, where the main concern. Just circle back again. To 1%, 1% of the deaths of the ordinary flu and everyone's losing their fucking shit like the world's about to end. Exactly. About what Mick said about racism towards the Chinese... Mm. So don't don't be that don't be fucking shit and do that. I'm just saying that it's pretty it's been pretty obvious to me yep. that Australia struggles with things that they don't understand from overseas. Yep. And it Fuck embodies yeah. itself as racism. Yep. So I won't go down um too many rabbit holes, but there's a guy called uh Bruce Pascoe that wrote a book that upset a few people. Oh yeah. I'd suggest you read it, it's fucking pretty awesome. But uh why did I mention him? Can't remember. But uh, well, I went to the NT. Bruce. Must have been a good book. It, it I went was... to the NT Northern Territory a couple of or a week or so ago and was surprised when I went to their museum to uh, look. There's a, a section up there about, I think it was called the Unruly Years off the top of my head, but when um, the Chinese came out here for the gold rush, initially they had the greater population in the Northern Territory. Oh, yeah. So it was... The um, First Nations people and then the Chinese and then the the Europeans that had, had inhabited that area once, it, you know, the joint was getting colonialised and the gold rush and things like that. And the Europeans had a fucking mad sook going, oh, you know, what's going on? The Chinese are setting up uh, businesses and making a home for themselves here. And that was one of the triggers for the white Australia policy. Right. So they, they implemented all these state laws that said, oh, no, you can't fucking do this and you can't do that if you're Chinese and fucking you've got to move out of town and all this other bullshit. Mm. Like, it's ingrained in this nation, racism, and we kid ourselves every day thinking that we're, like, easygoing, fucking jovial, we don't care and we're loose and we're fucking a bit of a larrikin. And, but underneath all that, I'd suggest that we are a pretty racist fucking nation. Yeah. On, on average. Yes. Well, racism You only have to fucking... Walk- Walk to the bus stop to figure that out. It's yeah. not. Um, it's yeah. not. A, we're not just uh, spitballing here. Yeah, yeah. It's a lived, lived yeah. experience. For um, yeah, it's a tool of maintaining power, isn't it? To divide the community, society up amongst our differences, to ensure that we don't all band together and overthrow the government. Essentially, no, I, I used to be racist, and I'm not proud yeah. of it, but I did. Yeah, and it's just you're a product of your environment. Like, mm. To be honest, I. The same, if a lot of people had the same experience as me, I never had a fucking chance. Mm. There was no other source of information or point of view. So there's no chance that I could fucking break out of that. And we're quite isolated here. In, to give it no excuse or whatever, and you're of a vol, so happy days, you know, your opinions. But a, lot, a big part of it, I think, comes from the fact that we are so isolated and certainly were... You know, it's, we, it's a smaller and a smaller world now, but, but other factors like populism have made things a bit harder to change people's opinions. But if you were to live in, say, somewhere like Europe, uh, you're travelling between countries and you know other languages, and travel is certainly one of the things, and coming into contact with other cultures and other peoples is certainly one of the things that sort of gets rid of that out of your life pretty quickly when you realise that, the problems that we all face are pretty much exactly the same. You know, yeah. we've all got the same struggles. Yep. I suppose, um, you know, the Chinese thing sort of hit home for me because my, um, my wife's got Chinese heritage in her, in her family tree. When you get a bit more mature and you think about racism and hating people because of the type of skin or where they come from and all that sort of bullshit, it's mm. such a fucking stupid mindset to have when yeah. you think about, like, if you were to trace your family tree back, yeah. like... <laughs> To look at my kids, there's no way you would look at my kids and go, oh, yeah, they've got Chinese heritage. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's, it's about, I think it's about, it was his great, my, so my father-in-law's great-grandmother was Chinese. Right. Yep. So it's not, so what's that, four generations back? It's not that far away. So it's not that yeah. far back. Yep. Um, and Just the dominant genes. The dominant genes the prevail. Yep. Um, and you look at um, Brandon Lee, for instance, um, mm. the son of Bruce Lee. Um, his mother was, I think she was from somewhere in Scandinavia, and she had the dominant gene. Right. So when you looked at Brandon Lee, he didn't really look um, that Asian. No, no. Yep. And it's sort of the same things at play um, with my kids. There's no way that looking at my kids, you'd think, oh, well, yeah, they've definitely got heritage that comes from Asia. Mm. Like, we're all fucking connected. Like, it's just so dumb to think that, oh, no, fucking he's from over there and he's from over there. It's like, dude, we're all mutts. We're fucking connected. We're the same people. The only You're either a worker or you're not. The end. We are, we are all a product of Adam and Eve. Isn't that right? Is that the... No? No, I wasn't right? going there. No, I'm pretty sure I wasn't going down that tangent. You just undid old Clarky's good work there, bro. You did. You did. Sorry. You fully CB'd him there. Shut up, for so annoying! Or maybe we all crawled out of the pond. It's... um. It's an evolution that, that started at a single point, isn't it, basically? So what are we going to... Bit what of a rant. What are we saying about the coronavirus and all that hysteria then? I'm I'm calling, let's just calm the fuck down. Yeah. And call it for what it is, which is let's treat all fucking infectious diseases and let's learn to live as part of a community. Oh, not yeah. Not give a fuck where people come from. Oh, yeah, that. And also place a bit of importance on statistical high areas of, of death. If kids have... Yeah, sorry, in, you know, in, uh, you, you're yeah, right, because yeah, yeah. we, we've overlooked that part. I've just no, I was just bringing it back, stats. I was just bringing no, no, it back I, through, yeah. I yep. gave, someone said in a post about, you know, oh, it's fucking making the connection between this is what happens when you fucking have some close relationship with China or some bullshit like the Chinese oh. are trying to kill us. <laughs> I don't know, some you know, bullshit argument. But... Yep. The stats remain, while we're all fucking living it easy in the West, 30,000 kids a day die from preventable yep. fucking disease and hunger. That is fucked up. Yep. At a globe At- front, and this, this sort of shit is just flies in the absolute face, but... There's it- about... A, a, God knows exponentially how much oversupply of, like, monetary resource we have. Yeah. But there's also a technological ability to feed or to provide for twice as many people that currently live on Earth. Yep. If we just focused on providing basic need yeah we've got a 100 percent oversupply with without making a profit and we along still the way, fucking we'll waste fine. it yeah. and we fucking hoard it because it uh, that's what give things value in our bullshit money system yeah sorry, sorry for the rant no no well and then because of our market-based system you can oversupply fucking anything just even like hay or grain whack it in the silo play on the futures wait for the price to fucking go up and then dump it on the market you know, it's oh, just that's, that that's the answer to this <laughs> oh, I've been so dumb all along. Oh, the market will the market will just oh, determine that. That's a that's a fucking good segue. But before we it. but before we do that segue, um, Scott Ludlin or Ludlum was on. Um, he's for shouting with his fingers. Was on Juice Media's <laughs> podcast, rude, Chris. <laughs> and uh, I just I looked him up on Twitter, and he had this awesome thing like on his Twitter handle, and it says, "War replaced with free everything." Just fucking let that sink in. Mm. But getting mm. back to free- paraphrased amazingness. Getting back to um, free market economics. Oh mate, um, had an interview with Spearsy on Insiders M- this Miles, morning. Um, Richard Ma- Miles. Richard Miles. So, and uh, this is pretty much what he had. The to deputy say. of the Centre Party. This is I what, mean Labor Party. This is what he had to say um, about coal and coal mines and, and shit like that. 
Uh, to be fair, there may be a little bit of editing involved. <laughs> Richard Miles, welcome. Do you have any problem on environmental grounds with a new coal-fired power station? Well, uh, I mean, the, 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 market, the, the market are not touching this with a barge. Well, well the, the market aren't going anywhere near this with a barge pole. U ultimately, this is a matter for the market. OK, but are you happy to see new coal mines open or not? Well, it, it, again, it, this, this ultimately is a question for the market um, and, no, no, and, no, and the, no, and the market is, is, but it's also a question for I government. Feel this is a matter for the market. <laughs> the market's and, not being interviewed, mate. You are. Normal environmental <laughs> approval should apply. Oh, I, think, I think there's a little bit of cut and pasting in there, Clarkie. To, to, <laughs> to be fair, just a little. The point was made, but if, if, to anyone who listened to that interview, that is pretty much all you heard was the market. For, for that there portion was no, of it. Yep. And so, like we have been doing on this show, we've been explaining our glossary of terms. Mm -hmm. So when people say the market, what they mean... Let the investors decide how best to serve themselves on an issue. Yep. And in by investors, we mean fucking rich billionaire fucking psychopathic cunts. Yeah. Is, that, is that what we mean? Psst, yes. Oh, yeah. cool. Maybe fraction scaled up, maybe a bit strong, but I get your point. <laughs> oh, a bit mm. strong, sorry. Mm. I've taken a... Um, uh, a leaf out of Adam Bant's book because he's come out strong this week. Has he? Oh, apparently that's what they said with his language. Oh, yes. So yes. he used strong language this week. Right. It's good yeah. to be good to have strong language. Yeah, strong language. Strong. Say what we're thinking. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking what you're saying. Oh, something like that. I don't even know what to think. I'm not sure. 3.6. Oh, oh you're right. Not great, not terrible. <laughs> A cold, one. a cold one would be nice one. So the market has decided oh. that I prefer cold beer over warm beer. That's right. That's the market. But probably not probably not Great Northern next time is what you're saying. Well, it's the market it's not, hasn't decided, has it? This it's show definitely, was definitely not a mouth party, that's for sure. Episode 27 was not bought to you by Great Northern Beer. Well, if, well, it could have been, but it's going to be fucking mediocre. If, if they gave the us, I reckon. Who, 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 oh, oh, lucky. Steady. Careful, oh, iPad. Who is it? Is it? Who makes this brew? I read it the other day. It says One it's been the... around since fucking 1083. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Um, if they were to give us 50, 100 cartons, we probably wouldn't say no. Uh, I reckon, to be really honest, if they did, we'd sell them to buy merchandise for our listeners. We would. <laughs> I wouldn't drink it. But we still wouldn't say no. That'd be cheap, out of the shed. Edgy, would set it Would, so would, would uh, aspire, we'd set up our own business, the shed bottle -o, and Or Facebook market it. Or, or, would, or would sell would be great. We'll put it on the beer futures. Great Northern. Well, futures, how good are futures? Oh, oh, yeah. So if you want to know how good futures are, um, look up Citation Needed's podcast on Enron. Very that's, good. It's pretty good potty, that one. Funny. It's, it's funny. a good. Uh, it explains. If you've watched the smartest men in the room documentary, they're better. They're yeah. better mansplainers than us on uh, pretty complex economic things. Yep. Yep. They don't take themselves too seriously. They just need to wind back the um, canned laughter. The canned laughter, and, and it'll be awesome. Yeah, but they're Americans. Oh, uh, all parties. How's that going? Oh, fuck. Obituary. Obituary, very good. I haven't told you. Good. Fucking amazing. On the music front, I'm very glad for that. And also, Lamb of God's new song is really good. It is, isn't it? I wonder if... We, let's just... How about we just put Lamb of God's song in the outro and see how long it takes before we get letters from fucking people trying to stab us? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I was going to use... Um, you got, people have got to listen to it before they pick up if copyright. You, if you, yeah, and if you're talking over the top of it, it's fine. Yeah? You can use it in background. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. what? Yeah, Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Is that a technicality or the algorithm just can't no, no, chase you down and a, kill you? It's a Skynet can't find out. It's a thing for the purpose of like reviewing or or whatever. Essentially, really. So yeah, we can say, let's review this Lamb of God song. How good is it? And then every ten seconds, just go make a noise, and that can happen. Right, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. So I've, off on that. Done, old mate. There. So, what? Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up on this episode was I was looking at insurance. So, house insurance. Looking for a better deal. Went into our friends at the Commonwealth Bank. Got their product disclosure brochure and was reading that while our mate was talking to us. And one of the exclusions that they exclude because mm-hmm. climate change isn't real. The gradual rising of levels of the sea, oceanic waters or other marine waters due to any change in the climate. So they're uh, excluding that from their fucking insurance wow. policy, but climate change isn't real. Distraction. So how'd that go for distraction? One of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately you've is... Been on, you've been on holidays. You've had too much time to think. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just, you know, I'm just getting into that philosophy feel of like thinking... Thinking about things is what Mick touched on before with Trump is distraction and division. Mm. So identifying the wedge. So there's um identifying the wedge. There we go, Michael. Is that a segment? Might be something in that. I reckon Chris could talk about that for a minute. Is there a segment? That's one of the ideas. That's one of the segment. Does that sound like it could be a segment? Does it? Could it have like intro music? You reckon that segment? Or the five hundred and eighty thousand things that we say is a segment. We just actually write down on our bit of paper and talk about it in an episode, and then we'll get it done. Yeah, be amazing. I had this idea. <laughs> what each episode, the same, the we same, like to- the talk, same segment. We can talk about stuff the exact same as we do in the normal episode, <laughs> and it'll be recorded. It'll be fucking crazy. Can just, you imagine that? I had this idea for a segment. That's crazy where talk. Every segment we do is a different segment. Yeah, that. Yeah. So every single, it's just different. Let's just wear the listener every, down. Just like. <laughs> Oh, so we've got this segment, and it's just different from the previous. Every segment's different, and it's completely fucking just bullshit. And anyway, um, distraction and division. Yes. So as my brain does tend to wander, or my mind does tend to wander on occasion when you're just thinking about things, and as Mick alluded to before, there seems like this layer, which is like the the politics of all. It's just a layer, and there's something above that that controls all that shit. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of that second layer of uh, geopolitical politics and all that is to keep us distracted from that layer above of what actually is controlling that layer that you think you know what's going on and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I thought a bit about that lately. That's, like, that's deep. How do you fucking how do you break through? Because like you when you when you when you've bought into an ideology and you think like your own opinions like the correct opinion and it seems like a no-brainer and why don't other people then form the same view given the evidence and the history and all the other shit um, going on around them mm. how are they so immune to that and, it, and it, they follow a different path so if you explain something to someone and go well this is what history has told us um, this is what's currently happening now so given what's happened before what's happening now and what how things work um, x y and z fucking makes fucking three do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And then fucking, they're just oblivious to it all. Because don't, some don't, people, well, I've got an example on that. Some people don't really care much for too much past the first layer or not to make, to simplify it too much, but beyond the day-to-day of their day-to-day life, the normal aspects of the daily life. And I've got an example. One of the, boy, one of the boys at work, young fella, he ran into um, uh, the new premier, 
the other day in the building in the offices where he, he works. Oh, yeah. And didn't have a fucking clue who he was. And and the Premier goes, oh, hey, how you going? My name's um, Peter. I'm the, new, I'm the new Premier. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he goes. Oh, I don't know. He goes. Oh, I don't really watch the news. All I really watch is YouTube to figure out how to fix stuff on my bike. <laughs> That's what he sent to Peter Cup. <laughs> that is a massive, a massive. That's amazing. It is actually a dunk on Gutwin, oh, but it, hugely unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> I, just watch, a, I only watch YouTube. That's amazing. Just, so there's an answer to why some yeah, sometimes yeah. that's, that's where you're at. Slap. <laughs> Making him completely irrelevant, but being honest. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I thought it was awesome. It <laughs> sounds like something my nephew would say. Fuck, he's a good little, he's a good little lad. Yep. He just fucking says it as he sees it. Like, yep. No filter, just bang. It's fucking, he's great. <laughs> Do you know, uh, yeah. while we're going all deep and shit, I'll, um, I did, had thought about this and at the same moment I chastised myself for probably enjoying and wasting a bit too much time on thinking about that level of politics with a is Trump a deal or how do I feel about it and that level of politics which mm. we know doesn't really isn't really the problem Not because that, that moves around a certain amount but that's basically set inside a rubber band and it moves a little bit each way in the, the grand scheme of things but the system doesn't change and that's what's fucking causing us grief yep and I was sort of thinking about uh the the idea, what are the ideologies and why does it seem so fucking hard on the left to encourage people to get involved and be progressive and all these sorts of things? And it just seems like the emotive side of the right, which a lot of it's built on fear, distrust and status quo, is so much easier for the average punter to adapt to because it's so much simpler mm. whereas it's far more complex as a progressive which the name implies to build or create something new or to change because people are when you're in a, a, a society based on scarcity people just think well we can't how can we afford in resource or money to do anything or build anything new it's the number one barrier the isn't it yeah, so yeah. at best yeah. you stay where you are mm. and at worst you never think about developing something new you go because people are harping in your ear about, oh, that bloke's like the the, the old uh, meme of Rupert Murdoch sitting there with an immigrant and a, a high-vis worker saying to the worker, watch out, the immigrant's about to take your cookie. Mm. Um, Meanwhile, Murdoch's got a plate full of 20 sure. cookies. Sure, so it's... Yeah. Um, 50 While we're sort of soul-searching a little bit and <laughs> soaking into our cornflakes a little bit about how hard it is, I just I had had to think about it. I just think it's because the, the execution of the right-wing argument about scarcity, fear and division is far easier to prosecute. Emotional. So much, just an emotional reaction. And in a tradition and status quo, it's easy because, you know, oh, our parents were like this and we may as well stay the same. But when you overlay technology onto that, there's always a reason to change because we can build off that technological base to make life easier. Yep. Whereas, of course, your parents' life, you can't transpose that directly over. But if you run that status quo argument... You know, that's why we fucking so stuck in the mud. Yeah. We never really progress. Anyway, that's fucking nine, you know, 99% sure that last five minutes is getting cut out, but whatever. Why? No, that was fucking, that was good, Mick. I'd disagree. Um, I'd disagree. <clears throat> fine. I don't really care. I'm, I'm a conscientious descender. No, it's going in, staying in. That's, 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 not, uh, that's staying not how in. I recall it. Okay, well, I'm sort of fucked because you handle the editing. That's right, I'm staying <laughs> in there. There's no way I'm cutting that out. That was some fucking deep shit. It was good. Um, what else? Oh, what else? How that's, good? That's, how good? That's a mad nuggets. Fa- my uh, 
possibly the uh, the highlight of my year in image sense is the image of the um, the protest in France. Was oh, I, did I cut yes. you in? I mean, you did change your profile picture oh. to the dudes who painted their face as the Joker. Not just the dudes. Who were they? The firefighters. The fucking firefighters blowing with the cops. I Pretty saw awesome. A little vid. Re- I think you just shared it recently. And there was a... It, it was quite zoomed in on a pretty quiet little side street and there was about a dozen fireys and then the, it looked like about 15, 20 coppers are getting the better of them. Yep. And um, that happened for about three minutes and then one of... One of the um, one of the lads must have put the call out or run up the street, and then it looked like there was all these pubs up the road, and all of a sudden there's just mobs and mobs. There would have been hundreds of them pouring down to reinforce. It was amazing. It was pretty awesome. awesome. And they're into yeah. it. They're not fucking about. Yeah. They, put them, they, put them, they set themselves on fire. But mm. like that's about as hardcore. I mean, I know that's their game and that's the the profession that they're in. But fuck, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. And let's oh. let's uh, show send out a bit of appreciation to the electrical brethren and uh, sisters over there that are literally going around disconnecting um, (laughs) government and highfalutin addresses Mm. to disrupt their activities but reconnecting and stopping from disconnection the jobs going to poor people. So they're taking... Indust- they're taking the industry into their own hands based on need. It's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's one of the fucking Present. best fucking bands I've ever fucking heard of. So, uh, can you do a job for me? How much money you got? Lots? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any power. Oh, we'll come and fix it for you then. Yeah. That? But isn't that like, it seems utterly just alien mm. Like mm. at the moment, with how we think about yeah, oh, in this well, country, you've, yeah. you've got to have money to pay for something, and there's that exchange where there's people just cutting out the middleman and going, "What are the needs? What are people? What are currently serve our needs?" Which is, you know, a bit of a fuck you to the the upper classes. Oh yeah, and also yeah. doing the right thing along the way. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. Cool. But I I think you I don't agree with your sources, Clarky. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say that um, it's been a bit of that. There's been. <laughs> Uh, troublemaking and violence over there on behalf of the protesters. There's been, uh, well, the, been poli- the police have the- never cracked down on pro- peaceful protests unnecessarily. But the the, the police is the only um, workforce, surprisingly enough, that haven't joined the. Haven't they joined. did it last year. They yeah, did. They, they joined the what? yellow vest yeah. briefly, but that was the police. That wasn't the riot squad. Different arm of the police. It's oh, yeah, basically right. the military, essentially. It was funny because yeah. paramilitary of the yeah. elite. Yeah, the shared arm. The coverage has been awesome on Channel Nine. <laughs> I shared that because it was the um, oh, Hong general, Kong. The no, gen- no, no, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, no. I was the general Hong Kong. strike. How good the general strike was off its head. Yes, yeah, massive. I, yeah, well, basically everyone other than absolute bare bone essential services and the riot squad were the only ones who went to work. Yeah, and I shared that, and then um, my mate who doesn't agree with my sources <laughs> um, put a link to the oh. fact that fucking cunts had been like looting and burning oh. shit and whatever, and I was like, fucking, how good's that? Like, are you, are you trying to encourage me? <laughs> like, the fucking people that went on a strike fucking set fire to shit and whatever. It's like, fuck the bank. So he gives a fuck about those grubs. Metaphorically, like, though, what's different from a striking worker burning or looting than, like, a uh, private security firm clamping a car at a university car park? No, it's like exactly what, right. Structurally, what's the fucking difference? Absolutely nothing at all. Yep. Nothing at all. It's which, which side of the capitalist you're on? These yeah. new, new ones in the of all places. And I, the same as Trump 
obviously it's a big place and it's probably the latest stage of capitalism anywhere in the world so we always end up going to the extreme examples in the US mm. but I'm not trying to be lazy or knock them because there's good comrades everywhere yep but new phenomenon over there I can't remember what the fuck they're called but it's basically a big um, sucker thing that gets put over your windscreen on your car oh yeah and then you've got a uh, ring a number and you get a code and you've basically sign into an app and pay a bill and then you can just take it off so no no you know no harm done you're ju- like, so you can't like fucking scooters like, like the scooters you can get an app on your on your fucking phone you can go and jump yeah. on a scooter take it for a ride and then leave it somewhere yeah, else except this is like some um it's like a wheel clamp but a more technology yeah, so, yeah, and it doesn't. There's no risk of damage, so you can. There's no immobility, but as long as you pay a bill, it's just like the the bizarre thing about it is a wheel clamp is a pretty obvious uh, slowdown of your car, right? So yeah. it's a physical clamp. Mm. This literally, because it's a solenoid, uh, it gets a GPS and it's a solenoid. You'd think you could just take it off, so you can pull as hard as you want, rip your windscreen out, but as soon as you hit that button, it just goes bloop, and you just lift it up and put it in the little bin provided, and away you go. As long as you paid your bill. Fuck! Kid you not, mate. It's yeah. getting pretty crazy. And what it's, it's, we call we call the, there's a, a couple of great my favourite uh, Facebook pages at the moment are called um, Humans of Late Stage Capitalism. Yep. And yep. everything that, to be honest, I'm stuck on and looking at and am amazed at is what we do call the effects of late stage capitalism. It is fucking incredible. I do have a couple of yeah, um, screenshots which are. Just unbelievable. So I just want to um, give a shout out to the farms in the northwest that are doing it tough now that they've lost their uh, exploited workers because, uh, <laughs> you know, how you meant you to You make... massively tangent me there because now I'm going to talk about that. No, just no, no. Like... You, you, you were looking for a meme mix. So no, 70, mark that. Mark se- it, mark 70, it. 70 people, what was it, living in? In a five-bedroom five house. Yeah. It's fine. It's no like, problem. But they were they weren't employed. They weren't direct employed. They were subcontractors. And, so you know, like, got nothing to do with the company. They knew. They knew every, I blame. They knew pe- I blame mm. people on you. Start really. It's you know if they just get out of bed, go yeah. and pick fruit and get exploited, we wouldn't have to bring people from overseas here These, and get exploited. They would not have been in that position. That's even, right. Absolutely. If fucking people just pulled their finger out and got a job that was paid below aspirational. the award rate, then As- aspirational. Yeah, that's they've got to be a bit more aspirational. If you started there, then you could aspire. To get a job that paid the minimum wage, like oh. how are you going to get anywhere? They're just lazy, Clark. They just got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You they know, need, and have they, a need, go. they need to have that. I want to be independent. Understand the value want, of hard work. I don't, want the, I don't Un- want the government helping me That's out. Right. So, some time ago, with the uh, when the droughts were in its early iterations, and uh, before Turnbull got the bullet, actually, if the farmers just worked harder, I'm sure it would rain. Or they prayed harder or wanked harder. I don't know. Maybe a combination of those things. Who knows? Sorry, Nick. Um, but <laughs> who's is that? Me or you? Me. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so early iterations of the droughts, and there was the whole Palmer for a farmer thing, which we gave a bit of a run, saying it's okay to give people money when they're in need, but it's raging socialism. Don't let anyone forget it, and stop calling it like because they work harder that they're entitled to that sort of shit. A hand. Right? Yes. So, same with um, uh, agriculture and primary producers. One thing that fucking irks me is as soon as there's any discussion about proper employment practice, there's no conversation about, sure, we'll just make sure the minimums are paid. There's this automatic attack, which is, oh, well, if you you put up the cost too high, the fruit won't get picked, you won't have fruit. (laughs) No, no, fruit Or fruit or whatever, right? Whatever the primary produce is. Boycott fruit. It's like... 
it's like it's actual fucking dog shit in the mouth of primary producers if you say look there are minimum laws about employment they they are basically saying we can't we don't and we won't pay minimum wages because and we have to pay piece rate exploit visa workers and shit mm. like that otherwise the job doesn't get done same thing it's just fucking annoying like they they're not we're not talking about the most impoverished in our community but they've carved themselves out um a little bit not as extreme as hospitality, because that's hiding more in plain sight. <sighs> mm. But the um, agriculture and primary produce industry has basically carved themselves out the right to break the law yep. because they say that's the only way that they conduct business. And no one is fucking saying bullshit. Yeah. Try it. It's, fucking try the minimum yeah. first before you say that you can't. Yeah. It's, al- it's almost like an accepted reality that if a business can't afford to pay the minimum, then it's a free pass. To not pay the minimum because otherwise they'll go out of business and we can't have that because they, they create their job creators. Did, is there a government policy where if you come here on a working visa you have to spend time working on a farm or working regionally or some bullshit? No, some some are some visas it, are it, around. Yeah, there's working, a fucking thing yeah. going on there somewhere where and you got to you have to go and spend time somewhere doing something. Yeah, and mm. there's they prioritise um, certain regions and they've actually reclassified. I think the Gold Coast is even one. Mm. It's classed as a regional centre so that they can try and move visa labour in and out. It's pretty fucked up when you think about when it. When I was in the NT, a lot of the people that I spoke to in uh, in the hospitality industry had accents. It's fucking no good. Don't have an accent. Stop having accents, cunts. Right? <laughs> if you can't talk Aussie, fucking, oh. what are you doing having a job? God. It was like... It's been a bit of that around Australia Day, if you don't... But like, he- like heaps of them, though, like mm. in the NT, because that would be classed as regional. Mm. Yeah, um, yes, that is, yes. So I didn't, obviously didn't go into the, oh, you've been exploited or whatever. Mm. Um, but it did make me think, like, oh, you know, clearly... <laughs> you didn't have to ask, because the answer is fucking probably. Yeah, it's like, probably they are, and fucking hospitality's just rife, and our mates at Crown Casino, they've been getting a bit of a run lately with, um, was it Heston? Dinner by Heston. That grub, that grub cunt. Um, Blumenthal, the guy that wears glasses all the time, looks like a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that is Heston, I think. Is it? Yeah, that's Heston. Yeah. The guy. Well, that, yeah. yeah, well, that fucking grub. Like yeah. he ripped his workers off flat stick. Is there any like celebrity? Are there any celebrity chefs that haven't ripped their work? Like none that I can think of. Because if there a, are, let's fucking a, give them a. Let's on this show, give them a round. Well, that's let's, we'll fucking clap them out if you can find. Because I think <clears> isn't they, George. That other George Colombaris, the that other shiner from that does the Woolworths ads, yeah, the, the Coles ads, the guy with a similar haircut to mine, he's been done. Yeah, there's a few, there's a few. Well, the one place if you're in if you're in Victoria, the one place to go to is that um, Hospo Voice do a Fair Plate app, Ooh. and oh. that is essentially you'll find shit places there as well, but you'll find. Fair plate approved. So this is a business that's been well, given go. the tick by the union and said, yes, they provide good working conditions, like good toilet facilities, good like maybe a locker or, or something. And Pro- as a rosters. shock, shock yeah. fucking horror, they actually pay them the award rates. Or get, they the give award. them pay slips so they can figure it all out. Oh, pay slips are fucking so overrated. <laughs> and, 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 and what still, about what about still so many plug. so what still was that so many people don't understand fair that plate it's, fair plate app. Sorry, Mick. That it's completely the law. To get a pay slip every time you get paid. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There's no, and it's not like oh, your boss can just do it, you know, once every two, or you can come, you can agree, you can't. No, it's a fucking law. If you get paid, 
you got to have remittance about that. Yeah, that's anyway. right. So Fair Plate is the app where, um, and it, it's good. It's good. Next time we're in Melbourne, we should we'll be doing look that. it up. Yeah, hundred percent. I I got I, you sh- hip and shoulder me off the fucking off my little run there, but that's all right. I'll probably this is the where, late where, stage. Oh, speaking oh, of oh late stage, that's right. Sorry. Speaking of, something popped up. You know, on your Facebook C, feed, how it's got CB. how it's got um, market place, but then there's also ads for like uh, yeah. buy it. You know. Um, Platforms that basically just offload shit that no one wants that's been imported from wherever. So there'll just be random things like lead lights and stuff. Well, one of them was the thing you were talking about ages ago in one of your first episodes was in the US, the, the foam cutouts for the back seat of your car for uh, essentially to make your back seat a bit more comfortable to sleep in. Yeah, so it come up, it's come up twice now on my feed. I've been meaning to take a screenshot. Wow. Like, what does it that say? What does it think? What does the algorithm think about you? Now? Oh, exactly. Well, what does it know about my future? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Creeping. So, mm. some of the joys that I've seen most recently. Um, we saw. We talked about homeless architecture. That was probably yeah. that episode, and that yeah. involves pretty fucking heinous obvious things like spikes under bridges and that yep but they've softened that a little bit because I, I think some cities are still don't fucking get it but don't want to be seen to be like vlad the impaler on homeless people <laughs> so they're calling them homelessness rocks so oh, they're big I've fucking that. they're big yeah right oh, go on they're big <laughs> uh fiberglass weighted fiberglass boulders basically put in bus shelters and in any publicly owned sheltered space yeah so um a rough sleeper couldn't get in there and actually make use of that cover uh, homelessness uh, rocks fair thing could you not uh, that'd be in seattle or somewhere anywhere basically where amazon's probably got a huge here's thing. here's a no, cracker good, i good. thought i got you one bro. oh you he's what are you i've doing? been talking you've been guzzling mate you hey. piss head long weekend i'm good all right thank, thank yeah you. no i'm, I'm good yeah, thanks bro um so anyway some headlines incredible do you fucking mind I'm right. I think it was no. I think, I think it was. I think he's right for a beer. I think he, I think he's actually right for a beer. I'm good, mate. Thank right. you. The fifth time. If you don't want me to talk about these things, just fucking. No, go on. No one's holding you up. <laughs> have a sook. Relax. Can't. I can't not. There's some page. Well, it's you editing. It's just your time. Yeah. Oh, right. Fuck you there. Fair point. Oh, right Fair point. Just wind her up, Clark. Right no, anyway. So I've come up with a method here. I just keep tapping my finger on the screen so it doesn't go blank. So I can fucking, after you wankers have finished, I can figure out where I am. Did you have a point to make or? (laughs) Shut up, you're so annoying. Deep breaths, guys. (laughs) I love it when he does this. I love this. You are are to me what Sully is to Neil. Oh, don't we have it? Don't we just have the best of times? Oh, fuck. Don't we have the best of times? Oh, right. Late, sa- uh, late stage capitalism, Mick. If you no, 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 I've got it. I've, I think I've got it. I'll put, right a, bit on, of, I'll put a bit of mayo on it. I've calmed down. It's all right. I think I'm ready. <laughs> no, if you have, it's quite funny still. <laughs> um, so, a couple of headlines on the whole fucking late stage capitalism. So, a post is. Oh, no. He's still, I'm he's good. Got, I'm he's good. still going. No, I'm good. I'm just. Focus. I just want to enjoy the moment with you. I'm focusing. It's all right. It's good. Private prisons threaten to close beds unless state or federal officials fill up 300 more beds. Yeah. yeah. No, I've so seen that. This That's... is what happens when this site is really good at picking up very common mainstream media type quips, the way they write. 
and then making a really obvious logical statement about how fucked up that is. So the statement below is, in most sane countries, having to shut down a prison due to lack of criminals would be a success. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking remember when I've seen that. I've what's that? Like, give, what's give him a plug? What's that site again? Uh, humans of late stage capitalism. Excellent. It's amazing. Oh, and uh, it just, so here's mm. another one from some of... Uh, uh, mainstream uh, sort of entertainment news site tweeted Selena Gomez just switched her Instagram settings to private and then this random dude down the bottom goes there's a slave trade going on in Libya (laughs) (laughs) I just I fucking I just love how they just you look at what people would be absolutely uh, lapping up yeah. for supper yes. in terms of fucking nothing. Like, it's not nothing no, no. information. It's yeah. nothing of substance. And then someone <laughs> just comes in and goes, bang. <laughs> oh, fucking, there's some good people That's out there. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Any more? There you go. Oh, f- yes. Um, yeah. I've got a funny looking graphic where it's someone's come up with like a banking sort of logo and it's got neoliberal written on the outside. Yep. And it's a quote by the CEO that says, graph goes up means world more gooder. Hardtimes.net, how I travelled the world with nothing but a backpack and a massive trust fund. That is Instagram, isn't it, essentially? Let's go. Let's fucking go. Oh, fuck, that's good. One thing... Um, wait, on. Ooh, wait on. Hang on. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've got something else good here. So, the, uh, neoliberals say, the free market will regulate itself. Corporations. And there's a kid standing next to, like, a, a science or a class project in school. And the sign on it says, how much sawdust can you put in a Rice Krispie treat before people notice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and the, sorry, yeah. it should have been the other way around because it, it says that the free market will regulate itself. Mm. And this is late-stage capitalism. People, the theory goes that everything must be commoditized because you need infinite growth. So you will just have to start selling more and more shit. Mm. So if you think about it, it's not implausible to think that companies will start s- supplementing foodstuffs. With mm. weird shit until people notice because they've just got to sell things yeah. for profit. Co- and commoditising the air we breathe. Well, we've, we've already paid for water, aren't we, essentially? <laughs> and here's, um, I might have a couple more, but I'll end it here. There's a picture of uh, what looks like a sort of Star Wars RT2D2 looking uh, droid robot thing face down in a fountain in a public space. And it says, security robot commits suicide in fountain because the world is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, wait, last one. Okay. And it's big. It's big. And this is out of a legit fucking science, um, some sort of sciencey journal thing. Pepsi oh. considers space billboards to project logo across the night sky using satellites. Wow. If you think about it, if you think about it, completely fucking plausible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Holographic pr- projection. And I'm not talking about lizards and the royal family and shit, but hologram in the sky. How not? Why not? It's well, that's, that's- free space. That would be the that would get a marketing space boardroom. Force. Space Force. That Speeding get, tickets in space. Space Force. That would get a marketing boardroom. That's such boardroom. a good tangent. Space Force. Marketing boardrooms would be foaming on that. Absolutely. Absolutely foaming. What on that about space. the fact that Space Forces 
logo looks exactly what about the, like. What about the fact that you can go and get fucked? Exactly like Yeah, you're not Star really allowed Trek. to speak anymore, Clarky, Star without Trek. me interrupting you. It looks exactly like Star Trek. It does look a little bit like Star Trek. Did we talk about this not last a little episode? Bit like, not a little bit like Star Trek, but like fucking Star, Star Trek. Trek. Is it, or Star Trek? Is it where? Show, show, show. Whatever can. <laughs> potato, potato. I did, I did. Yeah. Shut up, for so name. <laughs> I did hear someone talk about it and they were putting a bit of shit on it. Mm. Is it that bad? It is oh, yeah, so it's, close, it's, it's not terrible. funny. Mm. The triangle thing and the, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the fucking, it's the same thing. It's almost like someone in the graphics department was doing a piss take and slipped but, that one through. But, yeah, if you're going to commoditize space, oh, how, how can you, if it's infinite, how do you create scarcity? I just I wait with bated fucking breath. Well, two satellites almost hit each other the other day. That was a big to do. Did they you hear about did, that one? They did, yes. and some other spinster. Just after that, there was a cut over to some other fucking knobhead who was came up with a massive mainstream narrative that basically said, "This is why space force is a good idea oh. because you really need companies up there um, directing traffic and sort of acting like tow trucks in space to make sure satellites and shit don't run into each other." No so way. there's already mainstream people talking up opportunities for yeah. to sell. Who the f- well, this is an, this is the whole entrepreneur. These pages that you tag me in all the time, Mick, and it, I don't know whether you're trying to get me inspired about it's a, you know gearing up and getting real and, and getting my entrepreneur. It's, on, my, it's my little fuck you for you for every day. I just give you something. <laughs> it's a good to think about. It's, it's like another ping, sport that we've tried. Michael Anderson has tagged you in a post. It's like, oh, and, and you're not participating in that game. Like, oh, look, I I'm am. just like frothing. I'm like every time, I'm like yeah. Oh, or Twitter open up. Something. So what's happening? Just or Twitter and it's like, oh, Chris Clark is dead. Just for the just for the listener, <laughs> what happens on as everyone would know on Facebook, the algorithm sometimes is a little bit inaccurate, and for some reason, I think like me personally, I'm a massive fan and super interested in business coaching and. Uh, learning to be an entrepreneur and those bullshit sort of motivational coaching things. Do you want to some rich cunt? Do you want a red Tells tip? you about how to make money and just talks crap for a minute, and you're like, "What the fuck did he just say?" So now I have to. I could just deal with that and absorb that on my own, but I think the only fair thing to do is to tag Neil and Clarky in every single one of Share them. Share the love, <laughs> absolutely. And the awesome thing about it is that we take them. Fucking piss like flat out, and a lot of them actually all, jump on the hook about and how say awesome thanks, it is. thanks for the mention, and thanks we're for like, the mention the shout out, yeah. Oh, if we fucking work hard, we'll be able to fuck heaps more people over, and then, <laughs> or sell them shit they don't want. Yeah. Oh, this this will give us the edge in selling poor people heaps of shit they don't need. So we're full piss taken on these like rich wankers <laughs> posts. It's good fun, and, and some of them are not that switched on and just think that likes and the stuff's important so they'll reply going thanks for the feedback or great work or something <laughs> it's fun it's, it makes me happy in my tummy uh <laughs> it has it has been really good so something else that happened we're going to draw this to a close no we're not shortly <laughs> your turn uh, to oh. edit your turn to edit mick oh well you only fucking waste 25 minutes in there of you fucking about <laughs> well fucking <laughs> You're you, quite. You can edit as much as you want, Mick. I don't give a fuck. My dad's got more Tyrannos than your dad. Whatever. Fucking. Oh, fuck's sake. Shut up, you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, your mate, Jim. Jim. Jesus, fuck. Jim. Mowing? Jim's mowing? No. Jim Molan? Molan. Jim Molan. There you go. Yeah. Great Northern. That, oh, oh Fur- shit. Furphy wouldn't do that. No, Furphy wouldn't do that. Oh, it's got flavour too. Furphy? Furphy does. It tastes like um, hops. You saying you saying Great Northern's brewed to within an inch of no flavour at all? Is that what you're saying? Pretty close. 
They've had a they've had a pretty good run at it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they have, they've had a crack. They're they aspirational. Thought, we put a thousand hops in, but you can still taste the hops, so we better take two out. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mixed backs giving out. Um, yeah, but Jim Mullen, um, Jim Mullen, war, war criminal mate. from um, Fallujah. Um, you may have you may have heard of him for just, real. Just come this out. Is Jim Mullen, the Australian Jim Mullen. Yeah, he's for real or not a what? war criminal from Fallujah. Are you taking the piss or what? Yeah, there are serious concerns about him being... Um, yeah, fucking nice. Yeah, right. Remember how you can't talk about it ever and they're just getting the job done? Yeah. That, oh, oh. Yeah, no, fucking fuck nice, mate. Oh, we can't talk about that. Yeah, now it's not the time. Fuck now is not the time to be talking about that, Clay. So, Neil, obviously, has no idea what I'm talking about. So um, Keep going. When the coalition forces... So, Jim was on secondment to the US when they decided that they would go into Fallujah in Iraq when we went over there and participated in an illegal war... Um, against poor people, and the people that were actually living in that city basically had to just get the fuck out because we're coming in and we're fucking going door to door and we're blowing the fucking shit out of the joint. So people just had to fucking scramble. Mm. So imagine a similar situation in Australia, like a bushfire. There's a fucking bushfire coming. We've got to get the fuck out of this joint. Yep. Um, well, that's what happened there. And so people had to fucking, if you've ever looked at Iraq, it's pretty deserty. Yes. So people had to just flee into the fucking desert and people died because of it. So, you know, the the people that didn't <clears> like <throat> the fact that there was a foreign country in their country invading the joint and taking over and stealing their natural resources like oil, there was a few of them in, in Fallujah and so they said, oh, fuck it, we're coming in and we're just going to fucking wipe every cunt out. So Jim was a part of this? He led it. And is this why you brought it up or is this... No, because... No. The, You're just bringing just, me up to speed. Awesome. That's just okay. who he is. So he's, he's a senator now obviously, in the Senate, and on Q&A, um, Hamish asked him about climate change, <laughs> and he um, basically said... He framed his view, and then Hamish said, oh, well, how, how did you come about that, pal? Yeah, so he's talked about the fact that he gets a lot of information across his desk. Some people are saying that climate change is human-induced. Some people are saying that it's not. And anyway, he pushed him on it, which was fucking really good, and said, what evidence, you, so what evidence do you actually have and uh, that you're relying on to then form the view that there's some sort of scepticism about whether climate change is actually real or whether it's human-induced? Fair question. And he said, oh, I'm not relying on the evidence. No. The evidence can be problematic. Well, the evidence is certainly problematic I'll when you're trying it. to impeach a president, that's I'll for sure. What is oh, your you scientific view? Uh, so this is a scientist. The, the view of the world scientific community, every scientific institution in the world that's weighed in on this matter. Climate change is real. It's human caused. It's already leading to disastrous impacts here in Australia and around the rest of the world. And it will get much worse if we don't act. So that bloke's a scientist. That scientific view. I certainly accept that the, the climate is changing. It has changed and it will change. And what it's producing is hotter and drier uh, uh, weather and a hotter and drier uh, com- uh, country. And, and what's causing that? Uh, as to whether it is uh, human-induced climate change is... Thank I'd you. say the audience Thank doesn't you. agree with As you. to whether no. it is human-induced climate change, my mind is open. But this what, is... What, this what, is can, can, this is not the yeah. key question. The key question is, what are you going to do about it? I, I'm sorry, Senator, but, but that was my question, yeah. is what you think is causing it. Why is your mind open? Because, because the, the, 
uh, Michael might say that the uh, the uh, science the expert scientist, uh, and I respect very much respect scientific opinion. But uh, every day across my desk comes enough information for me to say that there are other opinions. So, so what, what is that information? What's the actual information you have? Oh, to make I, 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 see, I see so much that, I, I, you know, I'm, not, I, I'm a very practical man, Hamish. I'm going to get out there and do things, which, see, the one thing that... that sorry, sorry, but could no, you hang on, wait, wait, wait till I answer. What's the actual... The no, one thing that I agree with, Hamish... No, what's the information you've seen? The one thing that I agree with, Michael, is that... Um, Climate change uh, and our policies in relation to climate change are designed to mitigate the risk. Uh, it's very difficult to mitigate the risk. You can go back and look for the last hundred years that, how or why it started. He's not, he's talking he shit. He hasn't said risk, anything yet. Then we've got to no, adapt. Yeah. And that's the key to what we're doing. But, Senator, I'm sorry, but you, you haven't answered the question, which is, you said well, which is not you get information across your desk every day yes. which leads you to doubt or be open-minded about the science. Yes, I am what is that information? Oh, it's a it's a range of information which goes. It's it's a range of. Thank you. But, but, sorry, it's, we it's, just respectfully listen to this. Yeah, thank I'm you. Just try to get to the bottom of this. What is what is the evidence that you are relying? I'm on? not relying on evidence, Hamish. I am saying. There you go. That's the punchline. You said it. But, but you said it. But but this is this is why so my mind is open. I would love to be convinced one way or the other. Well, but to be prudent, uh, and this what is the government is doing is it's got a climate uh, uh, and emissions reduction policy, and it is a good policy, and it will mitigate. But why are you even doing that? that it's not yeah, it's and where yeah. risk cannot be mitigated, it will it will adapt. And, and that's what Adapt. we've got to work on. Is this adapt's been used a bit lately, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> this is good response. And he's an American. From now, the expert, um, we'll create a you know, market to adapt. You should keep an open yeah. mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. Heavy. <laughs> 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 yeah. what, I, what I still think is lacking from that conversation is it sounds like this is, this is why the ABC gets a bad rap, is... It's okay to have a different opinion on something. Yep. And when, as soon as Jim Mullen started there by even opening the door to saying he had a different opinion, when the audience piles on and it's pretty clear where it's, the conversation is going to lead, that's why you have your Sky Newsers and you have your fucking Andrew Bolts and you have your traditional conservatives, happy as fucking Larry, throwing rocks at basically anything the left comes it, up with. Because it plays into their hands. Of course the, the, it does. The, they've basically divided the community in that it's funny, like it's funny as fuck because you does, get to see him go down a hole and not come out of it. But the thing is, it's not helpful to the argument of... That's right. Of looking because at, to, to fucking publicly shame, and I'm not defending people that come up with bullshit ideas or propagate them, but if we're going to come up with sort of mature proposals to move forward from it, they're just leaving themselves open to attack on their flank. Yep. And they're encouraging it by fucking... Um, God, I'm struggling here. Well, it's not a good organising strategy, is it, at no, all? No, yeah. they're, they're just leaving their flank open to attack by ambushing people that are, come on their show. Because yep. all they had to do was let him finish and then the scientists go, well, what's the plan? And then debate the policy. Yep. Because just to cut the head off Jim Mullen doesn't fucking matter, does it? No, no. that's right. That's and just it a bit silly. I get it. Yeah. He's fucking walked into the lion's den. Like conservatives that go on Q and A and then get bashed up. It's um, they're all too fucking casual about it because they know they should know what they're what's going to happen. Mm. It shouldn't be. The, uh, to be honest, they've, they've been <clears throat> they've been guilty of doing that quite a bit, and it does pump up ratings, and it obviously gets a lot of views, and it makes their metrics and, on and social media go as a, high. As a centrist, to go. 
oh, fucking, you know, oh, go easy on Jim and everyone should have fair voice because that's how, you know, yeah. as an extreme, that's how Hitler rose to power. But I think what I'm saying yeah. is <clears throat> out of all their fucking self, our self-righteousness on the left, because although I'm not right into the environmentalism, I've been caught in a bubble on the progressive side too fucking often. And what's it delivered? Fuck all. Nothing, so you have yeah. a bit of a chirp at some, you know, fucking crusty old white, you know, war criminal or whatever. What have we changed? Nothing. What have we done? Fuck all. Nothing. Yep. And it invo- emboldens I'm so anyone positive. Else. I know it's a very positive message, but whatever. That's a, it's a no. good message. Well, there's, there's an opportunity, to, even if they'd let him <laughs> go and... Sex. Not great, not terrible. <laughs> if they'd let him run its course, then there would have been a whole bunch of third-party uh, social media pages like our own or whatever who, if they had the time to stitch together a bit of a... A shot at him, then he left himself open to do that anyway. That platform is only um, means more cuts to the ABC. You know that. Sorry, that sort of a, a product doesn't do much for funding for the ABC and promoting a space for equal opinions. You know, you know, everyone can have their say, whether they're right or wrong. The audience can make up their own mind. But when you're sure. ridiculing someone for having the wrong opinion, it's just not helpful. I don't think. Mm. Yep. But very funny. What did he say? Have an open mind, but just not so open that your brain will fall out. That's I like that yeah, one. So <laughs> because I get the I get his frustration. Like a scientist, uh, a climate scientist that's spent his life studying a certain thing, obviously has a very well considered opinion on the data or the research and well, not an and his knowledge on the topic. Right? It's not an opinion. So it's, then, it's when Jim's come out and said, "Oh fucking." You know, I'm not sure this bloke knows what he's talking about because I've fucking seen an alternative. And then says, well, I don't look at the evidence. He obviously felt the need to say, well, to be a bit of a smart ass and say what he said about his brain falling out. But um, mixed points true because Sky News and the IPA, they are forever saying things like, and you look at the comments section, like I said before, mm. oh, the ABC, all that is is a fucking left-wing, fucking biased, fucking megaphone. And that's evidence to that base, isn't it? And, it's, and it's, clearly it's not true, but obviously that, that reaction from the crowd and sort of plays into that. Mm. But apparently the crowd was made up from people that were affected by the recent bushfires. Right. So I'd suggest that probably some of those people may have even thought climate change was bullshit until fucking fires came through and fucking wiped out their community. But we've still got to and be then, careful as, as well there because the climate change is not... Climate change didn't fucking burn their houses down. No. And that's not... There's no way you can um, scientifically establish that. And that this is where it merges with economics because yep. the funding cuts and the fucking poor management played far more of a role in those fires being worse than... And the fact that nature does its thing from time to time. Mm, yeah. not, I, I know I'm sounding like a fucking climate denier and shit for a while, but... But it's a pretty harsh reality. Like Once those yeah. fires get going on those sizes and you hit a hot day, there's nothing fucking even 100 water bombers could have done. But on the day where the, the lightning struck, you dry lightning, whatever, mm. and you've got a small fire, a water bomber can do a lot of good no, on that, that particular and day it yeah. limits the loss of property and life right mm, so that's it limits right. risk so that's that's all i'm saying and the, we talked about it last episode i think it's super critical that while we've got those people who might be fucking libs or nats or fucking you know center labor voters and probably wouldn't be paying too much of a mind to it climate change prevents us with such a fucking good opportunity to talk about the economics we need yep. rather than just being mean to its own end. Yes, And I right. probably yep. have said that too many times now, but I just don't think we can fucking do oh, enough of it. It needs to be fucking pushed home. It's all about economics. Yeah, climate change should sure. be fucking... I should change it to fucking economic reform, transition to fucking something better. 
Yeah, the message is they're, they're skipping. It's, they're it's, skipping a, an essential part of the problem. Oh, essentially. it's fucking. It's Peter Joseph. Fucking he. If you don't know who Peter Joseph is, look him up on Twitter or Facebook or wherever the fuck he is. Hmm. He's pretty good on Twitter. But follow him because he makes so many good points about how the climate change movement really has lost focus on what the problem is. Yeah, that's it's right. A, we need a system change. Yep. Yeah, he, worldwide. He's, he's sorry, yeah, mate. We cut Neil off. The original cut off in this doesn't was hold back. Neil went to talk about Peter Joseph, and we stabbed him at about Four. three minutes into this podcast. Was, yeah, I did too. Well, <laughs> sorry, was, mate. It, well, that's fine because we've come. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've come. Full circle. If you just give me two seconds, this is that's up. how organised our episode is. I'm doing <laughs> We're just wrapping it up with a bow, and Neil's gonna just he oh, fuck. He's a busy boy on Twitter, isn't he? So Peter Joseph has shared a post. This was yesterday. Uh, so the post is from uh, news outlet Let Reuters. You've probably heard of them, and it says uh, Wall Street ended a four-day winning streak on Friday as indexes pulled back from record highs, but still posted solid gains for the week. So that's the post he shared, and his uh, comment on that post is an abs- <laughs> a bit like your page before, an abstract Ponzi scheme that has nothing to do with anything arbitrarily rose to record highs, most, mostly enriching the upper 5% income brackets. You peasants should keep cheerleading since we convinced you long time ago that your retirement depends on this fast bullshit. <laughs> So, so he's, his frustration with the um, Extinction Rebellion angle or argument has been playing out massively probably in the last few weeks. And he's upped his rhetoric on essentially where the problem lies at the crux of, of all our problems, not just the problems we've got with the environment, but the, the social, the human problems all come back to the um, preferred me- method of, uh, of exchanging goods through a market-based system. Well, yeah. not, not even exchanging goods, but betting on futures of the prices of those goods. Who wants a chicken burger? I've eaten dinner, yeah. Okay. <coughs> no, I, um, I agree, Neil, and I just, I cannot, I just, I'm worried, I'm genuinely worried that the, the natural and engineered opposition that the sole, leaving climate change solely as an environmental matter mm. in its own right, and the, as far as it'll bleed is into energy generation. Doesn't go any further than no, that. No, that's where it stops. It's bullshit. Yeah. And when we've been sitting here waving our arms around going, <laughs> energy generation can, like you can knock over all that shit just with an examination of why energy's commoditized and using a bit of fucking nous on how we better use technology. You bowl over, completely bowl over all that fucking, those hang-ups about, oh, we've got to shut all coal and fucking coal's <laughs> Satan and Satan doesn't exist, maybe does, whatever, right? It's fucking bad. Mm. We will have missed this huge opportunity mm. to bring all these people into the <clears throat> fold to get behind a unifying message. Yeah, oh, look, I'd love to take it as far as, um, for example, here in Tassie, that members of the public are represented in board-level decisions of hydro, TAS networks, TAS water, fully uh, democratise well, the essential services. It's up services. to them to vote that way. Uh, yeah, that yes, it is. That's right. But uh, but once the voting's taken place, regardless of the outcome of, of who the sitting government is of the day, mm. it should be beyond politics. It's still We still own it. The public... No, that's right. But still, you've got to get... You've got to pass... You've got to change the law. To allow the democratisation. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, you so do. So it's got yeah, to go before. This, 
Mm, that's right. That dream, that no, no, place sorry, I'd mate. love I'm to land would be awesome. But it, essentially, if it were to come in, um, it wouldn't matter who it's was not, in It's in not Parliament. super complex, but the, the biggest opposite... Do you know what the saddest thing is? The biggest roadblock to that is the ALP. Oh, yeah. Because you've got, they've got to be electable. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you've got, to, you've got to get the ALP elected. You've got to have them fucking... Um, you've got enough, enough people inside the party to fucking change the platform. Mm. And then you've got to enforce the platform. And then once you've passed that law, you've got to defend the ALP staying in power because if the Libs get back in, they might close your legal loophole. Mm. Sorry, mate. I don't know. I've fucking pissed all over you. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not at all. No, all I see a solution to that as well is, and that is having... Um, Stop freaking betraying me! ...enough members of that line of thinking mm. who think like the shed, essentially. That's right. But we're, start, we're starting down that road and the early signs are good. Absolutely. Well, well there, there, there is enough. I have fuck energy have, resonates <clears throat> everywhere. Well, I've had enough positive conversations that have uh, essentially either got people thinking about things they've never thought about, and one of the easiest topics to get people thinking along those lines is uh, essential public services. It is probably the easiest way to bring someone out of the woodwork of not really paying much attention and into the realm of fuck. I probably should pay more attention to this shit. Practical solution wise. If we know someone that's uh, a bit of an irrit and uh, isolating themselves too much in the solely in the environmental or uh, single issue climate thing, yep. it is a matter of fact that instead of getting excited and just saying that fucking you've got to vote in the Greens at the next election, state or federal, yep. we've got to have the practical conversations with them and say, look, there's all th- these things that can fucking assuage your anguish about climate are already fucking approaching us at a rate of speed in the political space. Like, they're talking about an energy policy. It's not about an emissions policy. If you've got the right energy policy, emissions is taken fucking care of. Yep, and And you don't have to worry about the market at that point either. Pretty simple fucking electoral solutions to this. You've got to just have a practical policy around how do we generate electricity, what do we generate electricity for, why is it monetized? Why do we have a market? And once you break down those things, you've basically solved your fucking problem yeah. because we have a generation oversupply in this country. And it's not hard to counter the to counterpunch the negative arguments from the right that will come. No. And it really is essentially the arguments that come will be so transparent to someone who has a, 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 even the most basic understanding of why an essential public service should not be commoditized that's right you know once you get that to that level of understanding as soon as that person hears an argument about yeah but how do we what about competition and blah 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 it's just this is about understanding fucking flag flag what you know competition there's no such thing we're not a fucking (coughs) we're not a tribe of fucking chimps in the jungle like (laughs) needing to establish fucking dominance Hmm. like we're we have control over things yeah um, it's not emotive, as we've been saying. It's not an emotive issue. But, like, really, practically, energy in this country, you get fucking started on Snowy right now, expanding Snowy and pumped hydro on Snowy. You get started with Battery of the Nation. You've, that's all publicly owned, pumped hydro in Tassie and in New South Wales, and you start publicly funding interconnectors between the states. Mm. While you're building all that, coal's going to come offline anyway, so you don't have to fucking keep jumping off buildings about that. And... In that time, in the intervening time, the rate of change of renewables on micro or community scales will be beyond our fucking wildest dreams. Mm. And that destination in the future, if you start now, is going to be fucking somewhere we need to be. Absolutely. Well, we get to... Yeah, and it's a social... It, it betters it betters the public's life the whole way through. That's, sure. the, other, that's the other positive thing. It's not putting people into debt. 
for the reason of having to have lights on, mm. heating and cooling. Yep. Anyway, that was a bit of fucking <coughs> rantology no, at the end. Spot on. So the Church of Rantology. Even dickhead on insiders today, he fucking he, when you hear Cole, he didn't even grab that opportunity to define fucking. The whole every time I hear them dance around not answering coal or not fucking saying the word coal is just fucking say coking coal, thermal coal, what you know, the whole right. thing and then look at the sell the argument of the positive outcomes for people who are uh, of of having a publicly owned system, essentially. Yeah, not a market, a system. Yep. That's it. So one thing, Mick I'll edit that out. Um, I'm getting tired. There'll be a bit of that. I'm getting tired. You brought up uh, <laughs> was about people from the civil rights movement uh, in the US back in the day. A Facebook page that I follow called Redfish is pretty good. Ooh, yeah, good um, and there was a woman uh, called Fanny Hammer um, that gave a bit of a speech um, that was pretty good that I think uh, is worth giving a bit of a plug and a bit of a play. So we'll do that now. I'm not sure what you... Hey, it's it's drinks with our blood. Because, you see, so many of our ancestors was killed because we have never accepted slavery. We had to live on it, but we've never wanted it. So we know that this flag is drinks with our blood. So what the young people are saying now, give us a chance to be young men respected as a man as we know this country was built on the black back of black people across this country and if we don't have it you ain't gonna have it either because we gonna tear it up that's what they saying and people ought to understand that I, I don't see why they don't understand that they know what they've done to us all across this country they know what they've done to us so have a bit of a look at her Mm. Can I supplement that with another quote? Yep. Dude called Stokely Carmichael, a quote about in around the time of Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Black Panthers and all this. And to be honest, everything, every day that goes by that I learn more and more about the Black Panthers, we got sold a fucking pup when it came to the education system or mainstream telling us that they were radical fucking, uh, basically a terrorist organisation. Yep. They were fucking amazing. I've got to be fucking really honest with you. Like, imagine arming up in an American city in the, the amount of fucking racism when people were literally getting lynched from fucking trees and they said, fuck you, we're going to exercise our right to bear arms. They would literally walk around in armed fucking posses and it would make white people with a lot of guns very fucking nervous. But they did it as a fuck you to say, if you can do it, we can do it too. The risk that they went to, and so many of them got gunned down, Fucking amazing. Yeah. And the, the NRA actually lobbied for gun control. That's right. At oh. that point in time. Oh, That's really? right. Because they, yeah, because they the were Black like, Panther were bearing arms. Yeah, and right. they were like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just white people bearing arms. Not everyone. Is that, that like people. that skit probably based on where the, um, yep. the two you know, American white dudes are just banging on about their guns, getting excited, and this black dude comes in and does the same, and they're like, ooh, that's a bit uncomfortable. Don't know if I like that. <laughs> so young Stokely, quote from him. Yep. If a white man wants to lynch me, that's his problem. If he has the power to lynch me, that's my problem. Racism gets its power from capitalism. If you're an anti-racist, whether you know it or not, you must be an anti-capitalist. Yep. That's awesome. And every day that goes by, I'm understanding that more and more and more. That's pretty much the logic of almost all the arguments that... Who's the dude that Michael Brooks speaks to all the time? I think he's part of the campaign for Bernie Sanders... 
huge hair, African American preaching dude. Oh yeah, well fuck, how can yeah? What's his name? Slip me. Uh, Cornell West. Is Cornell it? West. Do you really know who Jesse Jackson is from this town? That this magnificent vanilla brother named Bernie Sanders stood with a chocolate brother named Jesse Jackson in 1988 and said, we need to talk about poverty. We need to talk about wealth. We need to bring all of us together no matter what color because we have a commitment to integrity and principle and we're concerned about the least of these, but you have to have courage. We've been living in our age for 40 years with too many folk are still scared and intimidated. Walking around laughing when it ain't funny and smiling. With... You got to straighten your backs up. You got to call into question some of your milk toast centrist leadership who's not telling the truth and say, we have voices too. We concerned about something too. And if you really have that kind of care, you really have that kind of concern, then you have courage, then you have a moral consistency. What I love about this brother is not that he's a God, not that he's a deity, he's a human being trying to be morally consistent and bear witness in such a way that he can bring us together and change this nation. That's what we're talking about. That's, what we're talking about. That's Brother Bernie Sanders we're talking about. That's Brother Bernie Sanders we're talking about. Fuck me, dead man, yeah. yeah he knows what he's doing, in Yeah. He's not a deal. Sure. Oh, here we go. This might, can I just wrap up our thing on while the environmental movement needs to come into the economic debate? Yeah. So a dude called Chico Mendes is credited with a, a quote saying, ecology without class struggle is gardening. <laughs> that is awesome. That is fucking awesome. Oh, I fucking agree. Let's see if I can find that video you were talking about, Neil. The one with the, the Black Panther and the fucking two redneck cunts. Oh, talking yeah. about guns and shit. A message from the NRA. The Constitution does not decree the right to keep and bear arms. It says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The NRA believes that America's laws should be obeyed. And we will defend the right to bear arms by any means necessary. We will not be docile for our oppressors. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're with the NRA? Yes. Yeah. Is there a problem? Is there a black dude no. there? No, yeah. No, 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 right, okay, no, of cool. Of course not. The NRA <laughs> thinks <laughs> that everyone should have guns. Yes, all my brothers should have guns. And we will not rest until we are roaming the streets heavily armed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. How many brothers do you have? <laughs> daily with every hate crime or case of police brutality. Why do you want to own guns again? It's my right. Right. The Second Amendment also mentions a well-regulated militia. <laughs> we have a well-regulated militia. Do you? <laughs> where Where do you live again? That sounds like a background check. No. no. <laughs> no. We would never That's do so anything good. like that. Background checks are... Um, An invasion of privacy. Right. A right is a right. It doesn't have to be justified. Correct. That's right. Absolutely. And it is my right to defend myself against a racist government. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right. The government for sure overreaches and we hate them. 
But they aren't racist. No, I wouldn't go that far. You would if you came from where I come from. Yeah. Where is that again? I'm from the land that enslaved my ancestors. Right. right. All right. Okay. Let's just show a little bit of control with the gun. Gun control is not necessary. What we need is gun education. You see, this trigger right here, the slightest pressure from my finger, I could send enough bullets to rip your body in half. Best not to be too cavalier with this, son. It could kill someone. Yeah, guns can kill. So can knives. What, you gonna try and take away my knives, too? Yes. <laughs> what do you need that thing for? Hunting. Hunting season is over, man. That depends on who you hunt. <laughs> who you're hunting? Was it? Yeah. Is it who you're hunting or what who, you're hunting? Who are you hunting? What did I say? You said who. I said who. Just now? You definitely. From my cold, dead head. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Highlights the point. Good skit. Good, uh, good skit. Good skit. Is that is that a um? What have you got that? Play? That's that Bluetooth. What are you what are you looking to do? Oh, I was just going to play one. Of mine. How's your connectivity, you Neil? What have you got? I'm not connected for some reason. <laughs> what have you got, Neil? What do you want to play? Wi-Fi. No, if you, sorry. If you send it, me a link, I'll it, just bang it through me. Oh, it's. What do you mean? Because I edited it. Everything's the links, a link. The link's like massive. Can you see how upset he is? Everything's a link. <sighs> it's a link. Everything's a link. Got another meme. Got another meme. I'll get that one. Stop freaking betraying me! How long are we up to? We must be. We're like into two, two hours. hours and 17 minutes. That's all right. No, it's not. What? It takes a fucking long Takes a while. <laughs> Mate, this is amateur. Mick and I used to go for like fucking three hours. Oh, I know. Three and a half. Three, I think three hours 50 was like the <laughs> longest one we did. Fucking I. <laughs> like long as. And I'm sure one of our listeners wanted a longer episode. Anyway, so so uh, just, just one no. uh, thing that you may hear at your workplace from time to time when you, or from the average punter when you're talking about town and they express worry that increasing wages will lead to higher prices, right? So workers can only be blamed for inflation. Oh, bloody Have we established work. that? Bloody that workers. It only, it's only the only inflationary pressure in the whole world is, workers. is if workers ask for more money. That's, that's right. That's, yep. And anyway, there's uh, two blokes talking and it says, raising the, ma- the minimum wage will increase prices. And the bloke responds by saying, executives on millions of dollars tripling their salaries has never affected any prices. And then Ever. the guy at the bottom gives him squint eyes, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, That's what? a fair point, actually. Yeah, squint yeah. It's true. So don't forget that when your co-worker is victim-blaming and defeating, suffering from a bout of defeatism by saying, we shouldn't ask for more money because it'll raise prices or make us uncompetitive, uh, how about worry about what the boss is doing? Have mm. they continued to make money? If the answer is yes, ask for more fucking wages. There, mm. you, go. there you go. Fucking nice. How are we going? Going all right? Neil looks physically Neil looks ill like looking done. at his. I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit tired. I was going to keep editing burden. Um, yeah, that's right. Well, I will. We might as well wrap it up. I've got a good. Oh, that you can cut a good half of my shit out tonight. No, you're. Fuck, you've been spot on, Mick. Wouldn't say I'd, that. That's outrageous. It's funny how. No, it's, that's not being cut out. And it just. stitches together quite well. Yep. So, uh, what it's episode? Amazing, Welcome to episode show. 27. What, ep- what, what uh, episode? Glad was you it? joined us. It still is episode 27. Oh. Are we going to uh, start to. Oh, hang on. Just hang on. Yeah, put that back down again. Oh, mate, Aspire, um, who made a song called Chrissy Like That, um, which is about Scott Morrison and the bushfires and whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fucking pretty. Pretty good tune. Pretty right, funny. We'll put it on there. We'll uh, 
We'll have that in the outro. He said we could use his song, so thanks. Oh, cool. Thanks, mate. That's Good on you, man. Thanks for doing that. As always, thanks to all our listeners that take the time to listen to us carry on here. It all we always is about education and so on and so forth. Moving forward, Peter Joseph has been calling out billionaires recently quite a bit, which I think is an awesome thing. The fact that we billionaires exist is a is an indication or a signal from the market to me. <laughs> That the system's completely <laughs> fucked um, and there should not be such a thing as a billionaire. And if you think that that's billionaire should exist, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> um, other than that, join your union, go and stripe, flip cars, question your status throw, Ugh. question the status quo and be like the French fireman and set yourself on fire and fight the police. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll, um, I might take the, the slightly lower road on that and just say, echo Clarky's sentiments, be slightly less direct. Uh, anyone that's currently taking industrial action or in a workplace dispute with the employer, go your hardest, all the very best with it. Shout out to all the people that are struggling in the aftermath of the bushfires because that would be extremely fucked up. Mm. And definitely a shout out to the workers in France who are continuing to get it done especially the electricians who are doing God's work of disconnecting rich cunts and reconnecting the poor brothers and sisters. So good. It's so good. It's <laughs> so cool, isn't it? Good shit. <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome. That's Tom, great. Thank that's- you, Neil and Chris. And Neil. Thank you. Thank you. No, I've got nothing nothing to add. I'm, what? Uh, I've, yeah, I've gone through my list. Yeah, but sign off. <laughs> sign off, mate. We're not asking about lists. Thank you. Oh. Got a fucking box of tissues, pal. Um, episode uh, 27 coming to an end. Don't forget to check out us on social media to keep your fix between these episodes. Instagram, Facebook. Maybe maybe we might even have Twitter one day. Who knows? Just got to work out the password, eh, Clarky? <laughs> no, I've got nothing. I'm fucking so tired. <laughs> I am cooked. Yeah, nah, that's it. Yeah, nah. Nah, that's it. I'm yeah, done. Nah, I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, I did watch a good um, documentary, so I watched good documentaries. There's a good one. It's called... Uh, <laughs> what is What's it, it called? called? I don't know. Oh, Other People's Wars. John Pilger. It was, um, he, wrote a, he did a series of three around 1988. It's fucking very relevant. I highly recommend it. You can watch it for free on his webpage or on Vimeo, which is uh, a great source. All of his 70-odd documentaries over his career are are all there, including the current ones about um, Julian Sarge. That's my shout-out. Get on it and uh, have a great time questioning the status quo. Sweet. So I'll play um, Aspire's uh, song. Get on Facebook and give him a bit of a follow and also on Instagram. It's A.Spire, S-P-I-R-E, on uh, on YouTube, and his song's called Chrissy Like That. Woo! I actually fucking found it quite enjoyable. Give him a follow. He also has um, does a bit of metal. Yeah, he's got a bit of a metal project going on. So if you're a fan of metal, um, check out some of his other shit. It's pretty good. But uh, obviously keep questioning the status quo. And uh, we're going to cook some shit and get on it. Continue to clean the grill. Continue to clean the drill. Ew.
country burns like it's biblical. Dante's Inferno, Purgatorio, Paradiso, ScoMo, Hawaii 5 0 on the down low. Looking for a pass on his no show, bad promo, he doesn't want to know. Says we gotta be kind, be friends, stick together, Brian Ferrio. Hypocritic, crickets to the critics, sing a song of hill songs, pockets to piss in, narcissistic, parasitic, happy clapping, cause we pessimistic, futures bleak, listen each get limerick. God is dead, said Frederick. Scotty's pen and laws, fortune Pentecostal rhetoric. Emu shielding that kangaroo doesn't give a fuck about me or you. Pick up the fake news, RIP to the truth. When our to respond to this, go out there, this disaster, this threat, do it for so many is ongoing and has been going for, for many, many months now. Chrissy like that. This is Chrissy like that. Burn and black. This is Chrissy like that. 2019, this is Chrissy like that. Chrissy like that. Scotty turning his back, suburbia level from Ember attacks. 2019, this is Chrissy like that. Chrissy like that. Lumps of coal in your red and white sacks. Snowing outside, blankets of ash. 2019, this is Chrissy like that. Chrissy like that. Scotty from marketing's Chrissy like that. You can tell when he's lying because his lips move snake rat. 2019, this is Chrissy like that. In Hawaii, uh, with my family, a trip I'd planned some six weeks ago. And uh, when I take family leave, um, it's a private family time. Are you sorry to the residents? I already said that. I already said it. Scotty from marketing, commenting, larceny, sell us down the river to the highest bit of no change. In the face of rage at this stage, business as usual, same script, same page. Asleep at the wheel, lie, cheat and steal. No fucks given about your rough living, how you feel means nothing to him. Cause you're nothing to him. And his silence is stunning, oh yeah. While I'm at it, I've got a bag full of dicks, he can eat them all with Dutton and Abbott on a luncheon. For fake Australians like Gigi Azalea, 500 grand a year to disappear when shit gets real, real fear, real tears, real loss, real grief, real please hear, hear. But it falls on deaf ears, nobody cares out here, nah. Both those professionals who are paid and those who are unpaid. Well, I've already made a number of comments today, as you know, where I think I have held myself to that same standard. Chrissy like that. Chrissy like that, burn and black, this is Chrissy like that, 2019, this is Chrissy like that, Chrissy like that, Scotty turning his back, suburbia level from Ember attacks, 2019, this is Chrissy like that, Chrissy like that, lumps of coal in your red and white sacks, snowing outside, blankets of ash, 2019, this is Chrissy like that. Chrissy like that, Scotty from marketing's Chrissy like that, you can tell when he's lying cause his lips move snake rat 2019, this is Chrissy like that. I get it that people would have been upset to know that I was holidaying with my family uh, while their families were under great stress.